Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, Papa. Dig that. Hey, bodies. Yeah, buddies. Welcome to the Ron and Inez show. It's all happening and great news for everyone. Chris Stanley is back on deck today. Chris Stanley. After being away from us from seven weeks and completely out of touch, his plane went down somewhere in West Texas. Chris Stanley. Back on board, uh, wearing a nice T-shirt that has, says "Pure Texan Beer." Lone Stars, baby. Mm. Fucking drinking all those fucking last five days constantly. Sure you did. Why Texan not? PBR. Why not? You're a traveler, not a tourist. No one's gonna fucking. No one's gonna accuse you. Um, I can see by the pictures that came back our way. Seemed like you had a pretty good time. Oh, amazing. And thanks to Half Astronaut, broke me up with the badge that got me in everywhere I needed to go. Fuck it, that guy's the man. Uh, Rustin, for fucking being basically a chauffeur for me. <laughs> Rustin looked like he was in his glory having you in Austin, Texas. <laughs> oh, it was great. It's good to see him again. And Liam, for fucking getting me into like one of the biggest parties that was down there, the Fader Fort, which was just literally free whiskey and beer for eight hours at a time. And just, you know, the fucking... The, some of the biggest acts that was down there it was great. So you had an overall good time. Oh hell yeah, fantastic! Now uh, I also saw a picture of you with a beautiful uh, woman. I believe that was Half Astronaut's wife. Get out of here! Yeah, Half Astronaut doing very very well for himself. Very well. Better Half Astronaut. Fez Watley on top of things today. Now Fez, you got to get on it like Kimasabi today, because according to Ronnie B quotes, I'm already up five quotes. As the show started, from my crossover with Sam, the uh, Sam and Iraq show, doing very, very well for my quotes. And for people that uh, can't keep up, I'm going to throw uh, some of these up there. Um, well, right off the bat, Sam and Iraq have become my fourth show. Eddie Money is Long Island's Bon Jovi. Um, he was supposed to be doing Storm Talk. Tell him he's fucked in this business. He'll never do another crossover show. Oh, the Roland's impression that I described where he does Opie. According to his finger in his own asshole. But with that, it's also sniffing his fingers. Now, he also does that as Jess. And that's his insane impression for Rob Cross. And he tells me he, he does a Steve Leeds. But all Roland does is sniff the other finger and then figure himself with the other hand. So, not so good. Um, that's always uh, been my dream. An Iron Maiden rock block. And, of course, welcome to the Ron and Inez show. Now, well, that one actually gets credited to this show. So, gigantic jump ups since I've been crossing over with Sam. It's huge. Look at all this fucking talk. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you get so much for your money when you sign up with SiriusXM. Now, today's also a very big birthday show for us. Uh, one of our favorite people in the whole world, Eddie Murphy. 
as a, oh, no, it's not Eddie Murphy, it's Eddie Money. I could have done the perfect fucking joke. But I remember Eddie Murphy also lived in Long Island. But it's HTG's birthday. Grab a mic there, HTG. Hi, thanks. Inez, what did you get uh, HTG for her birthday? I haven't gotten uh, HTG anything to present her with. Well, Inez, that's, you don't have to get me anything. That's such a surprise, then. This is the surprise. You get nothing. Uh, Hicks got you a lone, empty Lone Star beer bottle. Like that, huh? And um, it's great. How much of your trip to Austin is blackout? Uh, oh, um, anytime the sun was down, I was pretty much hitting the blackout and the brownout, not sure, not sure what's going on. So, so when you book uh, blackout dates, it has nothing to do with air travel. Alcohol. Now the. Uh, Fun thing for you, too, is I noticed that you got an Obey the Giant shirt. That's right. Shepard New Curry. and crisp. That uh-huh. was making its way around Austin. Looking good. And now you're a uh, beer. Who did you stay with down there in Austin? I was uh, with uh, a friend of my girlfriend's, who I also know. We were staying up, crushing her couch. Menage? No, no menage. Sounds like a menage situation. No. Now, the the other strangeness of this is that no new bands broke at all? There was one band that was basically been coming up on the internet for a while, and they haven't done too many um, too many live shows. They're called Odd Future. They're a hip-hop group. And they were literally playing five times a day all over fucking uh, South What America. does everybody love about them? Uh, they're basically doing a punk rock hip-hop act. They're just fucking... They just throw shit at the crowd. They fuck with people, and they give away all their, money, all their music away for free. And they uh, rap about, I don't know, raping uh, people. And it's just very, it's just, you know, shock, shock, shock. Well, it's a leap ahead, leap ahead right now for the hip hop business as yeah. the same show we've been witnessing for the last twenty years. Yeah, basically. But they blew up. Like Puff Daddy introed them at one show I was at, and everyone lost their mind. Was, Is that because they're part of his label? Possibly, I don't know. All right, so uh, a lot of that happening today. Very exciting. Now I want to get over to the March Madness. Uh, still number one as we come into. Where are we right now? Are we Sweet 16 already? We're going Sweet 16 now. That happened fast. Uh, leading the Ron Fez League with an amazing 333 points, Dead Man's Soup. Dead Man's Soup is number one, Fezzy. And that is somewhat of a, I think, a salute and uh, to your dad. Uh, in number six place is Fart Yourself Awake, mm-hmm. a salute to your asshole. Um, wow. so, I'm so glad these people are doing so well. And number two, Fire on the Walton, which I think is a salute to our own Chris Tenley. But Dead Man's Soup has picked an incredible 39 uh, times correctly. Damn. 39 times. Sweet 16 all coming down. All right, we will get started with your... Irichi Bonds today. Irichi Bonds. And that is a, uh, a chance for you to tell us what you think the big news is. Uh, Ichi Bonds. I uh, don't have... Oh, here it is. Uh, all lined up in front of us. And again, happy birthday to HTG. If you'd like to say happy birthday. Are you on the Twitter, HTG? I am on the Twitter. What is uh, your name on there? It's really hard to guess. Yeah. Happy Typing Girl. Happy Typing Twitter slash dot com? No. MySpace? <laughs> HTTP. <laughs> oh, so it's at slash 
Twitter.com. I'm so confused. Happy typing, girl, at Twitter is the way to do it. You still on MySpace at all? <laughs> I still do got the have MySpace. a page there. I haven't looked at it. Hicks, do you still have a MySpace? Yeah, but I forgot the password. You got one for you and one for High Society, right? Yeah, I believe so. There was a High Society one, yeah. Oh, the dream. Yeah, there's a High had. Society one. I, but I cleared it out. I took. I think I. I think I took everything down. The pictures, the comments. I like to go to people's MySpace page to see, hey, what's up? From that will be leading it. Oh, you got to board it up. It's very, very sad. It's like being, it's like being in Wildwood in the winter. You're like, well, <laughs> I see all the structures here. They don't look damaged, but nobody's in town. I like to be at a beach town in the winter. Well, they'll actually just get rid of the streetlights. They'll have streetlights, but they just turn them off. Yeah, people still have pictures up there from five years ago. You know, they, when they, they were thinner, stopped. the thinner <laughs> pictures of them, thinner, younger <laughs> people that they don't have anything to do with anymore, and it's just it's it's very weird. It's very it's exactly like being at Wildwood in winter. Well, that is a, a good thing if you want to go and look at your. Uh, uh, like your girlfriend with her exes, go to her MySpace page. It's a time capsule. It is. It, it, well, but the beauty of it is we we don't need that Internet space. You would think, hey, we could use this for something else. Like I don't know how much space is in the Internet, but it seems like you could go and use that old stuff up. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. But, you know, I, I haven't figured out why the whole planet isn't covered in graveyard at this point. Because there's clearly more people dead than alive. It seems like we should have run out of room a long time ago, but they're still no, building them. No, I think there's more people alive than have ever... There's more people alive yeah, now. Right? There's more people alive now than in the history of the world leading up to this. How is it possible? How can we have enough water and air and stuff? Well, we're, we are running down. Matter of fact, Obama said we've only got about three more weeks of food. It's too many people. Wouldn't that be the, like the scariest thing to hear that we're running out of food? And Bob Geldof tried to tell me that uh, last week. He said we're not going to have enough food, and the Africans hate us. I'm afraid the floor is going to give out. You can't pack that many people in. You just made Fez grab the fucking table. <laughs> oh, no. And wince. I'm sorry, Fez. <laughs> Th- these floors feel like a thin graham cracker crust anyway. But I mean, fucking the earth starving. floor. I'm talking We're about... We're running out of food. I'm talking about the ground. I mean, we've drilled under it so much, and now there's so many of us, and we keep building and building. Why haven't we well, just broken through well, already? You've oh. already got him in this. We've got skyscrapers on top of subway holes. Exactly. Where we are right here. But... That that's a smart idea. Build giant oh. buildings and then uh, drill underneath them. Right, but the real smart idea is then climb up in that giant building. Right, but then go show. go look up a picture of what actually is under New York. You can't believe how many levels. It's not just a subway. To, there's right. layers and layers and layers of things and there, going on down there. There will also be a time that off fills up with water. It's it's terrible, and we're right. We're on this sliver of an island. We're not even like in the middle of the country where you feel like you you're gonna have a lot yeah, more. Yeah, but we're on pure rock. This is pure rock here. But that rock has to be floating, right? There's no. gotta be water under it. No, <laughs> you thought an island, floating? an island was floating land. No, but I mean, isn't what? if you dig deep enough anywhere, won't you eventually hit water? No, you'll hit the molten yeah, but core. Bedrock. Well, I well, know what you're true. saying. Well, and that's, that's liquid. But there could be... Yes, but we're fine. This is solid, sure solid ground. Yeah. Oh, you think God. we can just keep digging underneath forever and, and it's never going to have a consequence? 
sucking out oil, sucking out all sorts of things. Under so the you ground. feel like we've hollowed out, and now it's why we are having tsunamis. Or later, yeah, we're, yeah. We're just a shell. Well, we're this is, I'm not shell. saying we've hollowed it out, but there has to be at some point where we've had an effect that is going to be a problem for us. The well. What is going to happen is the whole thing will collapse down like a sandcastle that you built as a kid. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. This is a happy, happy birthday <laughs> for you. Isn't it doomy? I'm you know, right with it. Hicks came back. He was all excited about being in Boston for th- for six days. Austin, right. Same thing. No. So he's out there in Boston doing north by northeast and just having the time of his life. Well, you could do, you could think like my sister thinks, and okay, if the end days are coming, let's just eat and drink and not worry about it, dieting look, or exercise. If and we have thought a good time. like your sister thinks, we'd go, I'll go like this. Come on, on, I'll take on all you sailors right now. <laughs> no. Line it up, boys. Oh, oh God. It's not my sister you're thinking of. Um, let's train. go over here to uh, Kevin. Kevin, you're on Run a Fez. Yeah. Uh, today is the happy birthday, uh, sixth birthday of the Twitter. Wow, I want to send a, a tweet to Twitter then and say happy birthday. In only six years old, Twitter. Six? Yeah. It's, it doesn't seem possible it's been around for six years. It must have been very quiet for the first few years. Very underground. Yeah, they always are. It was just like eight guys in Michigan. And then slowly it gets bigger and bigger. When did we hear of Twitter? When did, when did most well, people Fez, join in? Uh, I heard of it, I think... Opie was the first person that I heard mention it. I think, and then, like the day after Fez started a page and then quit, uh, Opie's up to like 80,000 followers. Fez stopped to 200. But remember when Fez did the Twitter shitter? He thought yeah. it was just something to cast away and he, he didn't keep up with it. That kind of stayed as if. And again, that throws you in. But I can't think of anybody before Opie. Uh, but then after him, people started to come pretty fast. I can't remember when I joined in. I have no memory of beginning to... to I know that I was getting angry when I saw like CNN and all those things have these Twitter pages. It seems stupid. They went up fairly quick to it, uh, but nobody f- saw that as the end of the message boards. You know what I mean? Like Basically, people stopped the message boards once the Twittering got started. Right. Uh, but I don't think we saw that coming at first. I remember Mikey Boy saying, this is just a passing phase. I remember joining it just to save my name so someone else didn't sign up with my name. Are you going to uh, get in on the Just John thing? I know he's <laughs> auctioning himself off. How's that working? I'm sorry to mean to laugh, John. Uh, no, I, did, I saw that. He's uh, auctioning himself off for charity again. He does every year. I think that That's is That's been a year... Since the thing. last time he did that? I, maybe he did it for another group. I don't know. But I, I just can't imagine the balls of do it. That's amazing to put yourself out there like that and be the willing si- to be embarrassed if you don't get a lot of bids. He'll get a lot. And it, it, it does have to do with balls because he's got gigantic ones and women are just curious about it. Um, try to find out where that is. Now, what happened with the Fez thing, Tubinot? We just stopped promoting it uh, completely? When we were going to do the auction with Fez for Mikey Boy's school. I think you guys mentioned it on Friday. So we mentioned it once last week. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's go over here to Robbie, Garden City. You're on run of Fez. Hey, boys. Um, yeah, uh, Saturday night, the uh, PB Herman show premiered on HBO. Uh, like a redid, you know, the, he, he modernized the original special to, with the updated. This was his Broadway show. Yeah. 
I think it's a uh, was a gigantic mistake to put it on HBO so fast. It was a hit on Broadway. Why didn't he tour around the country with it? Yeah, true. He could have made more money off of it. I thought it was great. I mean, just like he redid a lot of the uh, you know the old bits and made them uh, made them much more funnier and. Uh, you know, brought new life to it, you know, with the whole flying, you know, with the boy wanting to fly it. Right. And he redid that, you know, the, in the dark where you see the eyes glowing. In the original one, it was just like a cartoon bit now, but they, they redid it with like these like little, it was see, all live action. Here's what I think you know? Pee-wee should do. He should be Pee-wee, but at 61 years old, where he's just like, <laughs> I can't believe what happened in my life. I was busted for, uh, you know, kitty porn. Fuck those pricks. I just sit there smoking cigarettes and drinking and wondering where everything uh, went wrong. Uh, let's go over here to uh, JD. JD, Atlanta, you're in my face. Yes, I was going to say, according to Population Clock, we're adding about 277,000 people to the earth every day, every 24 hours. All right, how many people? 277,000 every 24 hours. That's basically That's 28 Super Bowls. Take 28 Super Bowls and add it every single day. Yeah, we know how many 277,000. You don't have to point out stadiums well, for us to illustrate. fucking try to figure out. Come on, it, man. It seems like a lot of our problems would be a lot easier if we could curb that a little bit. Curb our enthusiasm? Exactly. Well, here's the problem. A large portion of the world is Catholic, and we don't believe in... Uh, Jimmy Hutt, um, we don't believe in... We think that sperm is precious and must only be used on eggs. There's no good word for condom, is there, that we, you can just comfortably say in regular conversation? But here, here's the way a Catholic will view sperm, like they were truffles. Like, they're not... <laughs> don't use all of them. Very gently put some on. And as a kid, in catechism... We were taught how to aim our sperm directly into an egg, not to spray it all over the place. Why? What, what, what's in the Bible that says you need to have as many kids as you possibly can? I don't want you in here attacking the Pope. But Come can't on, we reinterpret far. that? It seems like... It seems well, yes, you can reinterpret it, and then you become a Protestant. Uh, I, but is there something that specifically says... You need to have more kids rather I'm not, than less. I'm not, I'm not going to go through there reading all that shit. Well, at the time, they tried to promote having kids is because there was like a million and a half people in exactly. the civilized world. So they, they always used to worry, are there, you know, if disease comes through, will we be able to keep mankind going? Plus, more members and... More uh, money. You know, and if, if a few kids die out, you need to make sure there's someone left over. But, you know, now, come on, can't we just, you know... Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I have a, uh, how do I put this uh, legally right, a college basketball Ichiban. College basketball. Ichiban. Ronnie B., Coach K., holds it off uh, Michigan and got his 900th win. Pretty stunning to get 900 wins. Pretty stunning, uh, Coach K. Well, he's been the head coach of evil. I think now for 31 years, uh, bringing evil back to the Final Four time and time again, th has done an amazing job. Now two wins away from being the winningest coach in the history of uh, college basketball. Number one, still, after all these years, Earl's uncle. 
which not a lot of people were even aware of that, but it's wow. Black Girl's Uncle. So um, what happened with 900 people? What does that mean? 900 wins. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. He, he's won 900 games. Yes. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, that's why we all celebrated that a I couple minutes ago. Uh, let's go over here to Brandon. Brandon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. If you look at uh, your Twitter profile page, you can see the exact day that you joined Twitter. And Happy Typing Girls Day is January 24th, 2009. Wow, so not that's that not long. that long ago. Yeah, nobody... All right, now go over to Opes. Go to Opes uh, at Opie Radio. Because I think in our world, he's the first person that we knew who was on there. And I can't think of anybody before that. Now, I don't, I don't see where you see the join date. It must be here somewhere. So we don't have that. So that guy gave us a bullshit thing. <laughs> no, it might be there. I just, uh, I, I don't see it. Bill in Boston, you're on the Run of Fest show. HTG, I want to say happy birthday, and I want to say thank you for your Twitter, because I never know the names of the RBI guests on Twitter, and you find them, and I can walk right in. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, that's very cool, Bill. Um, I love I love RBI. I love Ron Bennington interviews, the, show, uh, the Sunday show. It's amazing. I didn't know that you were a listener to that. I listen every single Sunday. Well, this was great. This week uh, we did it without, and it was the first time ever, without Pepper Hicks. And the response has been just amazing. Really? Yeah. Since I wasn't there, it's just been blowing up? Yeah, it, it seems like... That's what the people were always wanted from the beginning. Well, I'm happy things are going well, but, you know, I feel kind of, you know, slighted. I well, mean, I, that's I'm, not my fault that you feel the need to run off to Boston every weekend. Austin. Look, just because the cool thing is to drop the B when you pronounce it doesn't mean I'm going to jump on top of it. And is there something, Is are you standing at one with Japan with that fucking headband of yours? Oh, it's the Willie Nelson headband. Got that when I picked up my T-shirt. Uh, you got a Willie T-shirt? Oh, no, this is just the Lone Star t-shirt, got a woolly uh, bandana. Why do you only shop in Texas? I haven't seen you <laughs> buy new clothes in forever. Um, let's go over to Craig. Craig, you're on Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. If you, if you go to their bios, Opie's been doing it since January 18th of 2009. Now, I think Sam's been doing it longer. I don't follow him, so I can't see his bio. But... Uh, it's out there in their bio page. It gives a brief description and then says how long they've been tweeting. It seems like it's been longer than two years, though, doesn't it? Not, no, I, I remember it being new. But that, I guess that means I was on first before. I don't, I don't remember. I think so, it's the January 9th. But like you said, that you you got it and then didn't do anything with it. Ope was the first person I heard talking about it. Right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do anything with it. Mm. I want to get the big cat... Fez Watley on board here today. Uh, Fezzy, what is your plans for HTG's birthday? Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, well, this is her birthday, though, so you got to be sure. Yeah. Uh, What's the present? Uh, I don't. I don't have a present picked out. Um, I'll have to think of something. Well, th well, this is the time. You can't think of something when you're at someone's birthday party. She's already here. She, she is do here. Anything? Yeah. Don't make a fuss. I I'll send the uh, intern out to get a cake. Um, we already got a cake. What are you going to do for her present today? Um, 
Uh, I'm sorry. I just don't know. I'm sorry. Don't do anything. X, what do you have for her present? I got some Texas tchotchkes. What's the big deal? Beautiful. <laughs> you on. like Texas, right? I love Texas. Isn't your favorite movie of all time Urban Cowboy, you were just telling saying number one favorite movie because it's so hip-hop now they're calling it Cherbin cowboy and by the way you have to work in radio marketing to think that's even slightly funny uh and even if you do you're just like shut up but i, I turban joke no Cherbin is something that they would say is a chr and an urban put together because in in radio it's called urban if black people listen even if they live in the country. So if when black people live in the country anywhere, they're called urban. Urban. Uh, I would Even like in to, Texas? Anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's code word in the radio business. Um, Anthony, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, hey, Fez, I got a good idea for a present for Deb. Uh, one day's salary, because she, isn't she second mic today? Oh, no, she's not. Fez Watley... Mm-mm. On the That's table, on the job today, making things happen. No eggs for you, am I right, Chris Stanley? Wow, that surprises me. Oh, this is first day back. Uh, Dan Albany, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yo, Fezzy, why don't you uh, why don't you give HTG the same thing you gave Ronnie for Christmas? What was that again? It's no one's business. We're not speaking of that. <laughs> you can't blame Fezzy because I talk too much. I can't help it. I never shut up. Who do we blame? Your parents that you talk too much? Believe me, they're not happy about it. It's a, we don't know where it came from. They're not big talkers. Maybe that's why. Is that right? They're quiet people? Yeah, they're quieter. Definitely. They're, I, they I, don't, I don't fit in. Would you describe them as humble little Jews? <laughs> yeah, actually. They're very nice people, though. Uh, Jay. Jay, you're on a fest. Yeah, Urban uh, in stand-up, too. It's a black crowd. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Urban. Urban. It's, it's, that's buzzword in stand-up, too. But I wanted to talk about Pee Wee. Um, you know, from the time he first did that gig, you know, and then, you know, he got, in, he got busted and he went away big time. Never got in that suit again. But 20 years passed, and he got in makeup and did some commercial or whatever it was, a little 30-second spot, and you couldn't tell that a, a, more than a month had gone by. He looked, I don't know if they used soft focus on the camera or what, but he looked identical. Um, well, let me tell you this, Jay. And it's never going to have Pee-wee as a vampire. So he's going to look the same for a long, long time. Um... But the uh, are you are you in the stand up business? No, 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 no. I just you know pot, listening to podcasts and, and lately I just heard that coming out of South Florida, Tampa comics were talking about how Urban was code for basically a black crowd. Now here's the other uh, funny thing too, is that I have never in history you will see the big thing to do if you're a black stand up is you get a, a big black audience and then you cross over from the, with a white audience and that's when the guy becomes a superstar. But as far as I know, and I could be wrong here, no white comic has ever crossed over with the black audience. 
So you won't ever have black people showing up in great numbers to see a white comic. Now, white comics have shown up. I mean, white audiences have shown up for uh, blacks. Now, some black people will show up to see a Hispanic comic, but as far as I know, never a white. Well, it's kind of funny you mention that because this podcast that I'm talking about. Whose podcast is this? Um, it's, it's called the Johnny B show mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a Tampa comic, you know, there's only so many of them and he used to do the podcast with another white guy and they very rarely had black guys on and they, they made a lot of black humor, right? But now he's doing his own thing and he's crossing over. He's got some black guys in his, in his fat cave and it's cool. You know, he's that and anytime there's a crossover, you know, it's good. Right. But you will not see like the black audience suddenly go, Oh my God, we love Brian Regan, and you know yeah, you're just not right. going to see Brian After Regan playing level. the Apollo. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, you know that's a good point. All right, Jay. Thanks, buddy. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, hi, you're on the Run Fez show. Who's this? Knut. What do you, What can we do for you? I got an itchy bond. That silly polar bear in Germany, Knut, died over the weekend. So your name is Knut, and you yeah. wanted to talk about a dead Knut bear? Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over to John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I work for a magazine distributor, and any black title is called an urban title. Doesn't matter what it is. Arnold Doesn't matter what they're doing, where the people live. It's just always called urban. Exactly. So, uh, code words that we use in the marketing business. So, there are also products that say to themselves, oh, we want to market these sneakers for an urban audience. Now, they don't mean me living on the east side of New York. They're not saying, oh, (laughs) that Ron Barrington, he's so urban. No, they're talking about a black kid living in the suburbs. He's urban. It's a really good code word that we've kind of snuck in, and, and, and it hasn't gotten anyone into trouble yet. Well, that's because it's generally used in the marketing business or where they sometimes get mad at marketers because when they decide McDonald's wants to advertise in an urban fashion. You need to be able to say something when you, I mean, it has to still be acceptable to talk about cultural groups. Mm-hmm. And there has to be some word that it, that's acceptable to use when you don't mean to be disparaging and you don't mean to be an asshole. I had a word, but they didn't like it. Now, let's go. Do you think that this is somewhat cynical, though, when people go, oh, let's target these fast foods to the urban people? No, in fact, I think that, you know, as a group, I want to be, whatever groups I'm in, I want people who make products and market them to care about me. If they ignore me, I think that's worse. And, you know, acting like you're harming someone by marketing to them is treating them like a baby, like they can't say no, you're Mm. too powerful. And that's ridiculous. Um, I have an idea for the urban audience. I call it really cheap handguns. And the way that it works out, when in anger, use a really cheap handgun. Use a really cheap handgun because you know you got to throw it away anyway. See, now, if I'm in that group and I need cheap handguns, yeah. I'm glad that someone 
is catering to my needs, and someone is taking the time to figure out what I'm looking for. When you know you're just going to have to throw it out the window, exactly. a really cheap handgun is the way to go. Now, Hicks, do you think that you're part of any group that's targeted, uh, motivated for... I, maybe by my appearance, yes, but I'm like yeah. a really poor white guy. So I might even fall into the urban thing. Because they, they, they describe clothing as urban. Like fucking, like Dr. J's is a store in, in New York that's like well, urban see, clothing. That, see, that's well, the know, beauty you know of that I mean. because white kids will look over, see what the urbans are wearing, and then want to wear it. So if you're doing a clothing line, let's say, if you got sneakers, it's smart to market first towards the urban audience and then that'll fall into suburban. Now, if I was marketing clothes right now, I think the thing that would have thrown me off if I was doing that is the Jersey Shore kids. Because now so many suburban kids are trying to dress and look like Paulie D instead of some rapper. Yeah, Ed Hardy exactly. and Affliction are huge. But here's the thing. Paulie tries to dress like rappers, so it's still working its way down. My nephew tells me this weekend that he needs to find a good piercing place. And I asked, where, where are you planning to get a piercing? And he said, his cartilage. I don't know what that means. He means the top of his ear. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, I've seen little cuffs there. I've seen right. you know, little hoops there. No, no, no. Big diamond stud he wants to put at the top of his ear. Because Vinny just uh, got t- uh, rings. I figured that had to be what happened. Yeah, that and, happened on the last one. And I asked him, he said, well, too many... People are copying my other piercing, so now I've got to do something different. Hideous. Why would you want a big diamond stud at the top of your ear? Ball out. That could have been a nice birthday present for you. Um, let's go over to, uh, let's go to Mike. Mike in D.C., you're on Renefez. Mr. Bennington. Yeah. I'm in the uh, real estate business, and we just call him Black. Long live Chris Stanley. People love Chris Stanley. Thanks, Mike. Chris, nothing happened between you and half uh, astronaut's uh, wife, right? No, nothing at all. I don't want you bringing your urban sensibilities down there. Now, I did get a message from Carter. Hey, did Chris Stanley even show up at all? Oh, yeah, I tried to get in contact with him, but fucking cell phone service down there was horrendous. I couldn't get shit out or in. Because everyone and their mother is on fucking Twitter and whatever else, so every, all the fucking towers were jammed. Is that right? Yeah, Liam had the same problem. I couldn't get in touch with them all fucking day long. They're not used to having that many Verizon and AT&T <laughs> customers jammed in there. And it's part, part of the whole thing is an internet fucking communications festival, so it doesn't make any sense. Now, did, um, did the kid drive you around town? Did he show you... He the pointed hearts? out the draft house to me a few times. You, you didn't go in? No, I didn't go in. I was, we were just going downtown and kid up shows. Um, I felt bad because I didn't see like real Austin. I just saw the South by Southwest fucking you know craziness. Not real Texas. Uh, here's uh, Rory. You're on Renefest. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, here in Philadelphia uh, at the PetSmart, they they have the kittens in the back that you can adopt with little stories. And one, I always read them because they're really bad. But it said, uh, "Me and my mommy uh, were rescued from a very urban neighborhood. Please find us a home." And I know exactly what they meant. Mm. Um, I'm reading some of the things here that Sam did was the first one around 202 to start. Tweeting since December 6, 2008. Oh, that's only uh, about a, about six weeks earlier, though. Yeah. 
Still, to be first. To be yeah, to be first. To the but nobody would have known. No. I don't even think the whole thing turned, uh, started off until Hope did it. And then I think Ant did it after him. I'm not sure. But you weren't far behind, HTG. Nope, just a little later. Um, let's go over here to uh, Phil and PA. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, hey, guys. Yeah. Um, I was in Philadelphia a couple years ago in a store called Urban Outfitters, and there was about five white people in there. Yeah, yeah that's not. That, they're, they're using it different. Mm. That's a hipster central. What's the story there? I know they have a lot of pretty people who work for them. Is that the deal? Yeah, them and um, and Amber Crombie. Yeah, they it's, and American Apparel. Those three stores. Just they should just say buy your pants from attractive boys. They have the 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 kids. Uh, I guess it's Abercrombie. I don't know which one it is down on Fifth Avenue. And in the summer, the boys that sell the clothes will be standing outside with no shirts on. That's yeah, Abercrombie. So. It's almost like a cigarette place that has a no smoking sign because the whole point of the clothing store is to sell clothing, and yet they take their clothes off. Not six packs, and it's like fucking gym. Look well, how attractive we are. Buy a shirt. If you it, look like us. If it gets a little chilly, sometimes they'll put a little scarf on with no shirt. Oh, that's a good look. Uh, I you, guess they're supposed to imagine them with clothes on. To imagine them with that? Yeah. Yeah, the billboards are usually topless too. As when you come into the Lincoln like Tunnel, bag. when you come party. into the Lincoln Tunnel, you're just, you know, it's always some big, you know, incredibly oriented towards a male viewer billboard of a man. On your say, are you saying gay? Young boys, very pretty, very oh. fe- effeminate young boys. Twinks. Mm-hmm. Because the gays like them underage. Yeah, I believe they're targeting <laughs> a male market with them. Though. Ugh. Uh, Jose, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, it's it's also in the mainstream media because I don't know if you remember that episode of The Office where they were making a commercial or something. Uh, Mike uh, Steve Carell tells uh, says something about putting Stanley in so they can get that urban vibe. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. I I know it's been around radio since I've been in it that they would call any black station an urban station and a white pop station, a CHR, and then when you had a mix, it became a churban. A churban. I would much rather be called urban than suburban. Yes, but you could even be called urban when you're living in the suburbs. Really? That was Yes, if you're black. Oh, if this black. is the point of this. Yeah, but, I mean, I, suburban is, to me, a much more derogatory term than urban. I got an idea, since today's your birthday, and happy birthday, by the way, the mm-hmm. Fez could get for you. And maybe it's one of those disco limos that the big the big limo <laughs> mm-hmm. with the disco ball in the back. I can't believe I still see those all the time. And it's really funny when you see them in the city because they can't make it around the, the turns. Yeah. Oh, no. They're hideous. They have Everyone to hates go, them. They have to go to the blocks that are two-way, yeah. like 57th Street, to turn because they can't make it around those little corners. Well, I always like the fact that people will sit in the back with, like, the windows down <laughs> and, like, sunglasses on. And I'm like, uh, congratulations on your rented car. Um, it's almost acting like if you're in a plane to sit there looking out the window like people think you own it. Hey, shit. what up? Does anyone over the age of 18 still do that? Or does anyone even still own a limo? <laughs> I don't think that rich people think, 
let's get a limo, I'll ride in the back. No, it's totally, I've never seen anyone other than a kid in the back of a limo, or if, you know, you're, girls, <laughs> or if, you're getting a, right? if you call a car service and they bring you a bigger car than you asked for, and then I you're th- really embarrassed. I think it only happens now on uh, uh, WWE. They're the only people that supposedly own a limo. Mr. McMahon, JBL. I did once get one when I was coming home from the airport, and I was supposed to be a car. I was happy, though, because I was exhausted and just wanted to lay down and sleep, and I, I couldn't have been happier. But other than that one exception, I think I'd be embarrassed to be in a limo. Let's go over here to Tom. Tom, you're on Hey, buddies. I got a personal Ichiban. It's, it's not, I watched Winnebago Man for the first time this weekend. Have you seen this movie, and what do you think of it? Uh, I haven't seen this movie, so I don't think anything about it. But I promise I will see it. Check it out on YouTube. Just do Winnebago, man. It's the guy that does the uh, commercials for the Winnebagos. And he's- and I, oh, I remember yeah, seeing the trailer sometime back, and I have to tell you, the trailer didn't make me interested. But I now that you're telling me it's good, I'll try to give it a watch. Okay, Tom? Check it out, guys. Thanks. All right. Um, I don't know why I thought that was a Robin Williams movie <laughs> until he described it. Jerry from Mars is married? Jerry from Mars has um, gotten on Twitter and... Twitter's the craziest, most insane things. No, And he will send stuff to other people about you guys, about O&A, like to just (laughs) famous people. people, And it's insane. That's very helpful. Thanks, Jerry. Um, Let's see. Jay Lawson says, TV people love kids like Hicks. They want them watching, watching what they are making. Um, there is something incredibly hip about Hicks, and he's the type of person that they will give free stuff to so the kids will start doing it. That's right. Hey, kids, Cedric and Lone Star Beer. Right, Firebuild says Rich Voss, he loves his black audience. Yes, I know that he does, but the black audience isn't with Rich in droves. That's the problem for him. Now, I think Rich Voss probably has more of an inroads than 99% of the white comics with the black audience, but he still just can't depend upon them for uh, money. Uh, and then the other guy said, this guy is high, people, he looked old as shit, and the show was terrible. Uh, sarcastic gay, gay rehashing of the... Original. I haven't seen it yet. I think it would be really, really hard to take something you did 20 years ago, redo it more or less exactly, and have it be a success. There doesn't seem... I get doing it live, I guess. It seems like you've got 20 years to write a new bit, though. Why doesn't he just write Pee-wee's doing something else? Yeah. Stupid. But I haven't seen it. All you I know it did well on Broadway. I mean, it's just so easy to compare it to the original, and I don't see how it could possibly be better. Um, I don't... I haven't seen the original. I have it. From Blockbuster for 20 years. Still sitting there. i got to return it soon. Oh, no. Well, well, well. Colin from Austin. It's the man who made sure Hicks had a good time. Half astronaut. How are you, buddy? What up, dog? Good boy. How are you guys doing? Man, we had a great time. It was really fun meeting uh, Hicks down here. We saw some good shows. And I just had a blast with him. I hope you had a good time. Amazing. Uh, Thank you so much. Good man, thanks a lot. I, I was a little bit thrown off by he kept, you know, getting my chick beers and kind of making eyes at her. Him yeah. and what? Was no, I'm just messing around. He was you, perfectly behaved. Your wife is very, very attractive. 
Thank you. Her name's Candace, and she's a huge fan of y'all, just like I am. And uh, hopefully we'll get to come up there and visit y'all sometime soon and check at, out things in New York. At least just your wife. All right, all right. Yeah, I Sounds can't say good. both of you will get in, but she definitely could get in. Could I wait downstairs or something? It's downstairs and a half a block away. But okay. seriously, thank you for taking care of Hicks. Uh, he had a lovely time from what he can remember of it. It was absolutely my pleasure. Hopefully we'll see him again next year. All right, bye. Y'all have a good one. When we met up, I was ridiculously messed up. No. Like no, I walked into the wrong show. Like I went to the best backstage area and interrupted some band's fucking interview. <laughs> it was like mm. a fucking set going on or some shit. Very awkward. That's You don't have to be embarrassed about a thing. Rolling when Stone Party, baby. Clive Davis walks in and interrupts bands and they're happy to have it happen. These guys didn't seem so happy. You should be on X Factor. You and L.A. Reid. Or Shark Tank, which is now my new favorite show. I didn't even know it was on last year. Oh, yeah. We're hit. We'll fucking pitch some crazy shit to those fucking billionaires. Some guy was just selling glasses of wine that is supposed to be st- uh, sold in stadiums. Oh, what the fuck? So it's a sealed glass of wine. They were going crazy of it when I left this morning. Oh, it's just like 12, it's like a can of beer, but it's wine. It's self-serve fucking wine packets. Yeah. Oh, God. Because, like, guess when you're at a at a ball game, sometimes you want a glass of wine. We'll pound some wine. There you go. Put in a fucking Capri Sun pouch. That sideways got big as shit. No one ever brings that up. No, that's true. No one could call that guy a maniac. It's the HTG's uh, birthday today. Happy birthday to you and Twitter and Eddie Muddy. You're all having a big day. Wow, when we get Eddie back... Money. Fez is going to tell us the birthday present, and it's a badass one, Fez. You're excited about it. Um, yeah, yeah. You're going just give us a little hint. Uh, I think uh, HCG's really going to like it. No, but what's the hint so we can guess? Um, it's upstairs. Upstairs. Like on the roof? Oh, that's a good clue. I can't. Just tell us what it is. Is it an escalator? I was going to say HDG could go upstairs and pick something out of the Run and Fez prize closet. That doesn't seem like so, like it's got that personal thing. <laughs> hey, Dad, go in that we closet over there. For. Find something for yourself. Yeah. that uh, That's a brush off. That means that you don't even know her personality to what she would really like in our prize closet. You know, there's a lot of birthdays today. It's a huge birthday day. Oh, you're one of those people that likes to collect the other birthdays? Like, do you ever notice, like... No, I don't mean the famous people, But even. people will be like, like, it's their birthday, and they'll go, you know, Joe DiMaggio was born that day. No. Well, you can't play ball. Why are you bragging about it? I mean, them? people we know. It's Irish Alki's birthday today. Irish Alki's birthday today? He and I share a birthday. Wow. That's fantastic. It's uh, Voodoo Child's birthday today. Voodoo Child and you share a birthday. We share a birthday. I did not know this. It's M. Kent's birthday. Well, you probably don't. I don't know if you know who that but is. But I'm still stunned. <laughs> I don't have to know M to know that's weird that you're born on the same day as Voodoo Child, yeah. Alki, and HTG. And within just a few days, you can add in Joey's, oh, Joey's son. You can add in Barb. You can add in uh, Angel Fuck. Again, this came back to the fact that people like to be pregnant during the winter months. Yes. People, and, and we're so all you born were born on the supermoon. Uh, and then you would have, well, it's not the supermoon every year, though. Yeah, you're right. uh, but I think this is a June pregnancy, right? So 
warm yep. night, all you guys were probably conceived on the Jersey Shore. Some <laughs> weekend getaway it's a popular at the Jersey Shore. Jersey birthday. Yeah. Uh, you're, I think everyone on that list is from Jersey. I wonder how many uh, under the boardwalk. <laughs> and that cold, cold sand under the boardwalk. Uh, Fez, have you picked out the present? Uh, no, not yet. All right, when I'm... we come back, uh, HTG, you can go upstairs, get, grab either anything out of the private closet. Can I be blindfolded? Or any of our office supplies. <laughs> any of our office supplies. That's the most staples. I could use some Post-its. I really could. HTG, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And this is sight unseen. When we come back, you pick the topic, all right? Oh, this will be a topic that you want to talk about. I'm sweating. Yeah. And I mean, make it good because it's important. HTG, it's her birthday, along with Irish Alki, Voodoo Child, M. Kent. And then in the next couple of days, we'll be telling you about O. Joey's Kid. No, that was, and, that was last week. And Angel Fuck and Barb. Yep. Oh, and Dean. Dean from Brooklyn, Oh, how too. could we forget Dean? I, could, I should never forget Dean. I know what to get him for his birthday. Oh, I'm afraid. An Asian girl. Oh. He does very well with them. Uh, we'll break. Very nice. Either that I'll get him one of those upside-down pizzas that they love so much. I don't think his new girlfriend will like that, though. And am I right what I saw on Twitter about Mafia Life, Chris? Yes, I saw that, too. Congratulations. Another one coming. Another baby coming. It seems fast. I know. Did they get married yet? No, I don't think he and Frenchie are married yet. Wow. Mm. Him and Frenchie really should get married before the second baby. Oh, wait. I just was handing a note. That's not Frenchie. He's, he's with a new girl. All right. Um... Frenchie had a choice, marry Chris or have your house catch on fire. <laughs> and I believe she made the smart choice towards a happier future. We break here. Uh, we're back. HTG will pick out a topic after the jump. Run and Fez show. The Run and Fez show. On the virus. It's the year 2011, and here's your chance to tour the future. Go to 202 Friends on Twitter and bid on an exclusive tour of Sirius XM Satellite Radio conducted by me, Fez Watley. I'll personally take you through the inner workings of Sirius XM's 21st century facility and show you a land of tomorrow. You'll see state-of-the-art studios where programs like the Rod and Fez Show broadcast their voices into space itself and beam them back down to the Earth's surface. See where Sirius XM keeps radio legend Cousin Brucie encased and broadcasting for all eternity. You'll visit the place where channels like Martha Stewart Living and Shade 45 not only coexist, but come to life. Witness where musical genius Sirius XM program director Rob Cross picks the next big hits, plus much, much more. It's all available to you by going to 202 Friends on Twitter and clicking the link for Mikey Boy's auction and making your bid. The winning bid also includes tickets to be part of the live audience for an upcoming Unmasked hosted by Ron Bennington. An unbelievable chance to be up close to comedy's biggest stars in an intimate studio setting. Is all this too good to be true? It should be, but it's available now. It's like going ahead in time and visiting the year 2012 or 2013. Proceeds go to support the Anderson School in New York City. Go to 202 Friends on Twitter and place your bid on the future. The Run 
and Fez show. The virus. Serious. XM. I won't fear no evil. No le tendré miedo al peligro. Because I'm walking with Jesus. Porque camino con Jesús. I walk with Jesus. Camino con Jesús. I walk with Jesus. 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 We stop going together. We stop going It's the Ron and Fez show. That, by the way, that you heard was Hicks last week at South by Southwest. It sounded like Rob Cross was very interested in your exploits, huh? Oh, yeah, very interested. They live vicariously. Maybe he wanted to go down there. He does want to go. And I'm like, you got the format, dude. He'd be a king down there. He could be able to, oh, yeah, I'm fucking the PD of Sirius XMU. I'll just let me in the fucking front door. No, I don't have any potential. Nothing. <laughs> but I hold your future in the palm of my hand. Seriously. Why weren't you nicer to my buddy Carter? I was nice to Carter. You, oh, you hung out with him? I missed hanging out with him, but I'm nice to Carter. That's what I meant. Going over to his party. I missed it. <laughs> Sorry, Carter. He's disgusted with you right now. Disgusted. I'll make it up to him. And he's pulling his songs from the Rana Fez show. I don't even know what we're going to do now. I believe this is one of his. Uh, it is happy birthday to HTG. Another thing I want you to get on, Hicks, is Jerry from Mars. Now that he's on Twitter, he met his wife on Twitter. He needs to be uh, on the followers page. Oh, well, I mean, if, if you know he gets that, i got to drop somebody else. Yes, okay. you'll have to drop someone else. Do you un- I want you to understand something. All right. It's Jerry from Mars. So pick someone that you feel hasn't been representing in a big, big way. Uh, to me, it could always be Earl because his black or urban retweets are starting to get on my nerves. All right, so Earl's on top of that list. Okay. But drop whoever. It's your it's your call. Obviously, it can't be Earl because I had coffee with him the other night. Earl's got a new business he's trying to get into, and I'm not making this up. It's the exact same idea Dave had and has already done. Oh, no. Yeah. Only his is in New York. And I go, this is your idea for a... And he goes, Ron, all I want to know is will you give me publicity? I say, Earl, I give you publicity no matter what you're doing. What If you were finally doing something real, then I would just have something real to talk about instead of the insanity... You know, this isn't the meeting you need to be having. Will Ron back me? I always have. Yeah, what's what's Earl talking about? He's is he off the deep end? Is this the fucking sales job fucking driving him insane? I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. Um. All right. I also saw that Jennifer from the Whatever Show is uh, promoting something right now. And this is for her her nieces at HTJ. What exactly is going on? Um, her niece is doing a benefit. Yeah. Uh, to help find a cure for pancreatic cancer, she's mm. doing a, a fashion show, and so she put up on her Twitter to please come out and support. Now, um, is Zito in there with you? Zito's to my right. Now, Zito, you know if I'm talking about Jennifer, what question am I going to ask you? About my interactions with her, Ron. And what would you like to say? I thought everything was fine. So you still feel like everything's fine? Yes, I do. Uh, even though she sent that email? 
I don't know about the email, but she also sent me a message on Facebook. That said what? LOL. Mm. So you think that she's just joking? Yes. Okay. I need you to be professional, though. I know that it was all the fun stuff that got over, but you got to remember, in that thing that's two the hoes fucking around, you got to come on like you're the producer. Yes. And you didn't in this case, right? I, I guess not. Do you feel like it was professional? I didn't see a problem with it, no. All right. Um, then we'll take it to Rob. Okay. And we'll start and get this stuff down. If you feel like this is the way, you know, you want to go with it, Fez had already told me that he explained to you and understand. All I wanted to hear is that you understood. But if you don't, then we'll go sit down with Rob. Okay. Good. But that keeps me from feeling like I can feel comfortable. You told me that he already got it. That's yeah, that and I totally explained about making people feel uncomfortable, guests, friends of the show. Right, but and, I guess he didn't get it. So uh, I can't even I can't even have that. All I wanted from him today was, "Hey, I got it. I'm on it." But you told me that he was already agreeing to it, and I guess he's not. I guess, yeah, I guess that's changed. Okay. Well, that's something for you and him to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought things were understood and they're obviously not. Mm. All right, so um, let's move along here. Fez, what was the big present for HTG's uh, birthday? Um, to, uh, for her to pick something out of the prize closet. We said that wasn't... Ex even Hicks said that that wasn't acceptable. Even you me. have to come up with something that's personal, not something that's in our prize closet. That's where we went into the commercial break. What about a free Pepsi from the break room? It's starting oh. to seem that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how about some pretzel, pretzel things? Rods. All right, HCJ, we said you could pick a topic out here today. Oh, this the pr I can't stand the pressure. Um, uh, there's everything bothers me in the world. No. So, yes, and actually, that's one of the things that um, that's been bothering me is that there is a negativity. There is a negativity that has come like a dark, heavy cloud over the universe. And I am as guilty of this as anybody else. Okay. I'm as guilty of joining in and watching something on TV. I can't wait to be the first to Twitter how much this sucks or how garbagey this is. But until you sit and watch someone else trashing something that you either like or you're neutral about, mm -hmm. you don't realize how ridiculous it looks and how absolutely poisonous it looks. And I, you know, I really feel like we've got to get out of this. Uh, what, what in particular has pushed you over the top here? Well, one of the, you know, I, I remember um, when I was watching the Grammys, this was my first time watching the Grammys. I, I don't really care much about award shows, mm -hmm. but, you know, I found it interesting. And I was watching people just Twitter back and forth about this is garbage. And Earl, I remember particular complaining about how there's nothing good on it. And I pointed out six great performances and he goes, well, that's only six. Like, that's not enough. Mm. And it just seems that people have gotten well, into a culture of wanting to shit on everything. Well, you have to remember something. Earl lives his life in excellence. Everything that runs <laughs> along that Earl does as a performer 
is perfect, so he wants to ha- that to happen across the board. Look, and I get it. It's fun to sit there and trash something. You feel superior to it. You know, everybody sits around and laughs together in whatever group right. that you are and doing it. And it definitely feels good. But you'll see. This, see, I think that's it. I think it's not so much I hate the world, but I'm attempting to be a stand-up comedian. And you will never see a stand-up yeah. comedian come out and go like this. You know what I like? You know what's really great? You know, you don't watch The Tonight Show, and Jay Leno comes up and does 15 minutes on the really great things in life. So everybody's just trying to be funny all the time? I think everybody sees it as somewhere in between uh, straight comedy and a critique of society. So a kind of a a Roger Ebert type thing. So it's like a shortcut to get to be either a comic or a commentator. But, you know, I think that we don't realize how much it kind of chokes us. And it's it's bad for everything around us because nobody wants to do anything anymore. I know Jay Moore quit Twitter. You know, because I didn't know so this. What happened with Jay? Um, people were trashing. I guess he got uh, the remake of, of his movie was coming out. Um, which movie oh, was uh, it? No, I know what you're talking about. He They're going to do a uh, uh, sequel. Yeah, sequel to one of his films. Now, he was happy, and then people tweeted to him, well, the first one sucked, or blah, right. blah, blah. And, yeah, that's the problem with... But here's here's the thing. They're all also trying to be Jay. Right. They're trying to do the things that he normally does so fighting him in the about of other people. Well, only in that one. Jay's a very sensitive gentleman. But here's he the is. thing. Look, I get it. That if you put yourself out there, in whether it's in the entertainment world or the political world, you are putting yourself out there to be critiqued. And you should be able to be critiqued. Right. But if everybody critiques to the point of choking people out, we also, as those people doing you know, the complaining, are going to suffer when people decide they're going to stop they, putting but, anything out there. But they won't care. They won't care. They will care. Because they're going to be bored, and then there's nothing left to talk about. But that gives them more things to bitch about. Is it that? Does it feel so much better to bitch? I know it's easier, because I know I do it too. Right. But it it actually feels worse, and I think it's it, I think it sinks into all parts of your life. I think it starts to invade other parts of your life. Yes, and then you, you start doing the, it with the, your, right. your mother, your sister, your boyfriend. The, Here's the thing. There used to be an old man in our neighborhood we called Mr. Bush because he was constantly worried. He said that the kids were touching his bushes when they <laughs> walked by, right? So we just called him Mr. Bush, and he would go crazy saying the kids are touching my bushes. So what would happen was after that, when you walked past his house, you would start and yank something out of the bush just to make him come outside and yell. So you won't. That This is how these people are going to end up yeah. hating the world. And and living that way. There is a guy on YouTube. It's funny that you said Bush. There's a guy on YouTube who um, some kids, some skateboard kids were using his sidewalk and they kept ripping out this bush. He went crazy and the kids filmed it and it got on YouTube. And now because he went crazy and screamed at them, everybody comes by and tries to steal his bush. Right. Because you now it's that's now the thing to do. Yeah. You're the legendary part of that. So I actually know that you even say that. I think that the people who nicknamed him Mr. Bush were our older brothers. And we were just carrying on the Mr. Bush uh, tradition of yanking the bush as you went past his house. You get to a point where it would almost be sad not to continue. It's now such a tradition that you have to do it. And then when he died, they put a bush in the cemetery and people kept tearing at it. (laughs) 
but some sooner or later there's not going to be a bush left, and then what are you going to tear at? Uh, but you're but you're saying that society will somehow recognize what they're doing. They don't because, uh, and it was put best. Here we are now. Entertain us by Kurt Cobain, who finally had to kill himself because he was so sick of his own audience. Yeah. But that was his thing of the audience. The audience is just sitting there like baby birds bitching and chirping. And uh, across the board, I think we all do it. But we're, we end up suffering from it in the long run. I don't know if we don't realize it or we don't care or we're willing to take the but, consequences. But the fact is, we have taste for shit. The audience, the American audience. That's why we like Glee. That's why we like American Idol. I mean, we like American Idol to bitch about it. I watch it and bitch about it almost on a constant level. Okay, but there, I think there's a difference between watching and bitching and laughing and having a fun time with it and, and you know knowing, okay, this isn't for me. It works for somebody else. I can get my own entertainment out of it. Right. And, and being just angry about it. People are angry. Let's go to Fez's topic now. What do you have, Mr. Watley? Um, I was going to talk about uh, in the movie theaters, the movie theater chains are uh, upset that they, uh, starting next week, are going to have to list the calories on their snacks. Is this federally? Yeah. I didn't know that it was a federal guideline. I thought that would be a state guideline, like we have it here in the city, I think, in the fast food places. I didn't know it was everywhere. I think that it is federal. It would have to be FDA. And mm -hmm. I think that the reason people have done it in the city is voluntarily. Mm. I think they've chosen to say, you know, we want to make this information available to you. And it's it, it's shocking and there's a huge difference between the big chains and the you know little guys that are trying to offer a little bit better quality oh that's a good point so not only do the big chains have to do it but now if you have a little bodega you suddenly have to figure out how much calories is in a reese's cup you got to measure that and pay for carefully. new signs even even without topping though, there's a huge difference. Just in the oils they use, there could be oh, a huge it's difference. Terrible. It's disgusting. Fucking movie popcorn is the lowest form of food. I find it indigestible. I eat movie popcorn, and I feel like I got shot in the fucking chest. Always. Yeah, it hurts, but it tastes good going down. Sure, you're gonna shit your brains out. Have later. you ever had fresh popcorn in your life? Probably not. I like that movie popcorn with the fake butter. I would like to give you. Here's what I would like to give you. Real popcorn with real butter. You'd jack off on it. You'd be so happy. That sounds good, actually. Um, yeah, but Hicks. Movie popcorn isn't even made at the fucking movies these days. Whatever. No, they fake it. I'll hey. tell you who's got good popcorn, though. The little independent uh, theaters. The Forum, Film Forum, yeah. has great fresh popcorn. And the Landmark, which I love downtown, has the uh, caramel corn. This great fucking caramel corn that's out of this world. A lot of places are doing that now. There's a place on the Upper West Side that you have to go... Um, another independent. Yeah, another independent. And they have, like, some real food, baked goods and stuff. But the problem is, it doesn't taste good. Any, it's the, the popcorn smells amazing, even in the shitty places. So you have to buy it. You, you, if Even if you decided, I'm not buying popcorn, you're sitting in that theater through two previews, and you're running out to get it. Well, that's what the theater should do when they have to post the calories up there. And I think, like they said, an average bag of movie popcorn has over 1,400 calories. But why it. would that be? Why would it be so much worse for you than real popcorn? It's so insane. It's not like they're making it better. Why is it 1,400 calories when you can get fucking popcorn at home? That's almost nothing. That Yeah, that isn't a lot of calories at all. What are they doing to it? They're having elephants jizz on it? What the hell? Uh, how how are they adding this? Is that why it tastes good? Uh, here's Chef Darren. Darren, you're on the run of Fez show. 
Hey, buddy, it's Chef Darren. I just want to comment two things. First, on the whole um, popcorn calorie count. Yeah. It's um, the reason why it's so um, fattening is they're using a um, linolenic soybean oil as a flavoring. Yeah. Which means that it's past the partially trans fat and it's all the way through to a solid fat, so it's indigestible wow. and it causes a lot more calorie of redemption. So why do they use it? Because uh, a pound of butter, right now the butter is at a whole t- uh, all-time high. Butter is about $97 for 36 pounds right now. This stuff, $36 um, will get you about 100 pounds. So, so they don't, much- yeah, to save money, you can't digest the popcorn. Pretty much. Which means, Hicks, you're eating something that isn't food. This is like yeah. if you were to have put pebbles in your mouth, it passes through you in the same state that you chewed it. And popcorn is, of course, corn is food. Mm. And, you know, with the butter It thing, should be fucking food. This is insane. The butter thing I can get to a certain extent. Butter's expensive. But if it's just the butter thing, then the calorie should only be if you put the topping on. Right? Oh, right. That's where the butter comes in. So what about, why is it so fattening? Well, he just gave you that fucking soy butter stuff. All right, so and here's the thing, too, Darren. I watch these guys bring it into the theater. They don't even pop it there. <laughs> they bring in these giant fucking trash bags of popcorn. Right, that's the other big thing. Popcorn used to be an air pop substance, you know, with a little bit of oil. It used to be right. a teaspoon of oil for a cup of popcorn. Yeah. Now they're doing it in factories. They're doing a hot air. They're not using the hot air. They're doing an oil pop. So those kernels are redeem, retaining the oil. So it's you're doubly getting screwed with the oil content. See, that's the thing, Fezzi, I think that you're missing with this. You're saying people like deep popcorn. Yes. I agree. But why does it have to be this stuff? Why can't they just give you the real fucking popcorn? And again, why could the film forum pull it off? Because there's only one of them? Or they're not so freaked out that they need to make, you know, a trillion dollars off their popcorn. And they have tea and coffee and cakes. Yeah, I, it goes too far. I don't like when once they had sandwiches because there's nothing more disgusting than watching someone tear into a turkey sub. HTG's birthday today. Uh, we went over some of the birthday people. Here's some more. Uh, Salman Burke birthday today. Wow. Why Hicks didn't open us with some Salman Burke? He must be hungover. Uh, your favorite Bond of all time, Timothy Dalton. Timothy it's not Dalton. My favorite. That is definitely not my favorite. Well, Bond. according to this, Timothy Dalton is well into his sixties. I had no idea that. Sean Connery. Uh, Rose Stone from Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, Mongo Jerry. It's his nice. uh, birthday. In the summertime. Uh, we brought up Eddie Money. It's also Gary Oldman's birthday, who at one time was considered our greatest actor. <laughs> now he's dropped so far down. Matthew Broderick. I still like him. And Rosie O'Donnell. Her birthday today. Matthew Broderick. And Rosie O'Donnell. Paris. Yeah, you got Ferris, and you've got uh, another Long Island birthday. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Money, you thought that you were the uh, <laughs> Long Island birthday person today. Take a step back. It's Rosie O'Donnell's. I uh, I just watched Time Cop for three times over the weekend for no apparent reason, and the thing that excited me the most about it was that Ferris's girlfriend was in it. <laughs> She's fantastic. She's never in it. She isn't in that much. <sighs> she was in Time Cop. She was in Ferris, and I can't think of one other thing. It was really exciting. That's Sloan. That's Sloan. 
Um, and when she was there at the end, alive again, and they had a kid, oh, that God. was the best time cop mission re- that ever took place. I really liked that movie a lot. I don't know why you I like never time saw travel. It I do. I love a time travel, and I love an afterlife movie. Um, but let's stick with time travel. Hicks, your favorite time travel movie ever? Probably Primer. That was a small independent. Wow, well, aren't you a hipster? Yeah, it's, no, I'm not Going a hipster. For primal. But Primer was a good sign. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to pull a uh, blowhard here, and I'll do that first of the H.G. Wells um, books that they turned into a movie, I think back in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And what was that one? The, the Time Machine. Yeah, The Time Machine, because I like the idea. It, it's got more to do with the machine than anything else. And, of course, uh, they use that weird kind of um, steampunk. And I like anything that's uh, steampunk. Yeah, it's better. Um, Andy, Andy, you're on the uh, Ron and Fez show. What do you got for me today? Hey, Ron. I got a Joe Jackson uh, happy birthday for for uh, Happy Tapping Girl. It's Joe Jackson's birthday? Well, no, it's uh, I just had a Joe Jackson song. All right, go ahead. Happy Typing Girl, what can I say? It's your birthday. Yeah, I really don't know much about this girl, but I will try to give this thing a little whirl. She's a happy typing girl, the happy typing girl, yeah. Andy, would you always be ready with with Joe Jackson parodies for me? And we'll bring back 83 like I promised X. That was the so most... So many times. That was the most unique birthday wish I've ever had. It wasn't... You like that better than go up in the fucking closet <laughs> and pick something out for yourself? Fez is still going here. Now, I'm looking at this, Fez. We are exactly one hour in to you thinking about the gift. And the thing is, you used to be known for your gift giving. Um, here's uh, Rocky. Rocky, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, fellas? Happy yeah. birthday, HTG. Oh, um, nice. Sloan from Ferris Bueller was also in that really bad Tom Cruise movie, Legend. I'm going to let you in on a little piece of what I'm considering Ron Bennington trivia. I've never seen Legend. And it's not because uh, I didn't want to. I didn't see it when it came out. I've never rented it, and I've never once seen it on TV. It's almost impossible. <laughs> and I hear it's, it's so awful that it's kind of seeable. It's really bad. As a little kid, I loved it because Tim Curry's makeup in it, as the, like, he's like the devil, basically. Right. It's pretty fucking scary and awesome looking. When you were a little kid, you said that Tim Curry was your favorite uh, actor. Yeah, the Clue, Hockey, yeah. Rocky Horror, come on, legend. Um, exciting. Here is uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? God bless you, Fezzy. Hey, you guys are talking about classic uh, time travel movies, but the first thing that comes to my mind is Time Bandits. Take care. Uh, time Bandits is, uh, well, it's a bizarre one. It's not a straight-out time travel movie, but it is well worth. Well worth. And it's kind of half of a Monty Python film, too, which is great. I'm excited. I've never seen it. I didn't know there were any time travel movies left for me to see. Oh, oh there's so many out there. There's so many. Rorschach has one that you haven't seen. Hello, Rorschach. Hey, guys, uh, happy birthday, uh, HTG. Thanks, Rorschach. Um, Do you have any Joe Jackson parodies for her? No, not this morning, no. Uh, My favorite time-traveling movie of all time, and it's a good one, is Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. (laughs) That's where they go. That probe comes in the 23rd century, and then they go back in time to the 20th century to get whales. 
Yeah, and I can't remember too much. What did the whales tell them that was so important? So we, we, well, we don't know because, you know, we can't speak whale language. Right. So we don't, we don't know what was communicated between, you know, the probe and the whales. It could have been, well, they killed us all, but hey, these guys went back in time and got this. <laughs> It's the craziest movie. Now, yeah. you know, it's weird. Like, even the new Star Trek reboot was a little bit of a time travel movie. That's right. It was. Yeah. yeah. They've I had forgot a few. about that. Yeah. Time is the most interesting thing that we have. That we, like, it is the scientific thing that we still can't figure out. I think half the Star Trek movies were time travel movies. Right. <laughs> well, all you have to do is slingshot around the sun. That was right. one of them. Yeah, why are you slingshotting? I never understood why that was a good thing. Gravity makes you go back in time or something. Yeah, you get yeah. a good whip off of it. They right, turned it into the whip. Warp. Yeah. Now, do you? All right. Uh, thanks so much, Rorschach. Okay, guys. Don't bye. tap out on us today. Stay in. It's going to get better. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no. It was the player. It was the player. I understand. Don't tap on us, buddy. It's going to get good. Come on, Rorschach. All right, guys. You're the best, pal. Uh, here's Joe. Joe, you're on Run of Fest. No? Yes. What about Demolition Man? Not really time travel. All right, that, that, is a, yeah, that is a whole different genre because in a way, for that person, it's like time travel, but it's that frozen thing, oh. and then you wake up. Like the uh, Planet of the Apes, he was frozen in time. He's frozen in his capsule. Everything stops, and then he wakes up hundreds of years in the, fu- in the future. Yeah, I, I would call that time travel, though, because they moved in... Well, no, maybe you're right. No, because they, time... They, they moved slowly. Yeah, time... It, it moved in regular time. He you're time right. traveled at one second. But that's like saying every time you you take a nap, are you time traveling? You you close your eyes, and yes. then 15 minutes later, you wait up. And that way, we'd all be uh, time traveling a little bit. We could time travel two seconds right now. Now, having said that, if you'd take the one whether Emilio Estevez had to fight Mick Free Jagger. Jack. I think Free Jack is a time travel movie because they went back and snatched him. Yeah, they sucked him right through. And got pulled up. That's time travel. If they would have said, we've grabbed him, we're going to freeze him, and then wake him up in the late 1990s where <laughs> everything is so different. <laughs> one of the best things about time travel movies is when we now have gone past the time mm-hmm. that was future when the movie was made. And their future technology just looks ridiculous. Here's Robert. Robert in Baltimore. You're on Run Okay, I got a good one for you. Uh, yeah. Slaughterhouse Five, Kurt Vonnegut book and the movie. Movie not as good as the book, but still a great time travel movie. All right, now here's the thing. Is that a real time travel thing? It's a man who's kind of become unstuck in time. Right. So for the people who haven't read the book, and I hope I'm not giving away too much, let's say you're Pepper Hicks. Today he wakes up, it's today. Tomorrow when he wakes up, he could be five years old. The next day he could be, uh, you know, 80 years old. But the point is, it's like all the days, almost like 500 days of summer, don't line up that way. But he can't change anything. Exactly. He's time tripping, he calls it. So on a technicality, I'll give that to you. Yeah, it it is a brilliant and original idea. Well, that's like Scrooged. No, it's not like Scrooge because Scrooge he's just observing, right? Whereas uh, yeah, he didn't actually go. He's going. Well, he's saying from first person powerless. shooter. Right. He's a first person shooter, but yeah, unlike the other 
time travel movies. Like the same thing happened in Peggy Sue got married. She woke up in her old body in her old neighborhood, but she could make changes where he, and this is kind of being paralyzed. He knows what's wrong, but everything's being forced around and he has no, No no control over the things that he's already doing. Um, Adam, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, what about Groundhog Day? Would he be time traveling? He replays the same day every day. The short answer there would be no. I'd also put him as stuck in time because the rest of us, he is trapped in like a millisecond that the rest of us aren't aware of. Yeah, I mean, he does keep traveling back to the beginning of the day. I, I'm, I'm going to give that pseudo time travel. Like, it's it's related. Again, we don't know whether it's just a fantasy or not. Mm. We would... No, I guess it's... the girl. Yeah, be, because the next day to the girl, she, he's still with her. But that's because in that last day, right? Right. That last day he becomes unstuck. Right? That day becomes an official day. Okay. So when he finally just gets that it... that one last day. Yeah, that one last day... Other than that, the rest of it has zero meaning. If he killed everybody in that town, it, it wouldn't mean anything because time hasn't moved on. Well, but if you think about it, he's just re-traveled back to that point, And once you re-travel back, you've sort of erased the previous occurrence of that day yes. and rewritten it. So if he had become unstuck right, on any of the previous days, it would have lasted. This is why I disagree with that. Because no one else's life changes, only his. In other words, if you're back to the future, you go back... You do changes, and everyone's life changes. But uh, the rest of us, our days hadn't moved on. But here's what I'm thinking. Everybody else, up until, what was it, 3 in the morning when he would switch over? Yeah. So up until 3 in the morning, everyone else's life is changing. But at 3 in the morning, it resets because he goes back again. See, I disagree. So all of it disappears. See, I disagree. I think it all takes place in some little millisecond while the rest of us are sleeping. And it never becomes an official day. Until it's time for him to move on. And then in that millisecond, he catches back up with the rest of us. No time has changed for him. And nothing he's done until that last day changes time for any of the rest of us. You don't have to think about this. You don't have to think about it. I've already done it for you. It's already, And you can tell by the silence, Fez agrees with me 100%. He's not aging. Thank you, Even Fez. though he's been there thousands of days, nothing's changing in his body. Because he's time traveling. In other words, though, what Fez isn't getting, there has been no thousands of days. None of those days ever exist. They don't become official days until he moves on. Nothing took place. Wow. Uh, here is uh, Joe, your Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, how's it going? Happy birthday, CG. Thank you. Got a good one, got a good one for you. Uh, about the man who fell to earth with Jim Bowie. Uh, well, his name is David Bowie. David Bowie, I'm sorry. Uh, where's the time travel aspect of that? He travels through space, not time. Well, he came back from a different time in space, though, to our time. Well, yeah, but from a different space. Though there is a thing where he he saw into the past. That is such a weird fucking uh, movie. Um, here's Josh. Josh and P.A. You're on says. Yeah, I know it's not a movie, but how about the TV show Quantum Leap, when he goes back in time and... And is someone else? Is that time travel, or is that like a uh, a sort of like a dimension thing? Um, the quantum leap. It's time travel. 
And it's one of the, uh, possibly one of the greatest television shows of all time. Yeah, but if if you really ever did try to, how does this make sense? I don't know if you could ever work it out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I think that, that, that there's like uh, more logic to that Michael J. Fox film that's in the Quantum Leap film. Well, but this, that reminds me of the second most exciting thing about the movie Time Cop, mm-hmm. which is when that uh, police sergeant or chief comes in, and I'm looking at him going, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Where do I know him from? It took me a while. He is the guy from the last ep- the bartender from the very last episode of Quantum Leap, and I was so excited about that. Here's uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah. I think you got two classics from the early 90s. What about Bill and Ted's Bogus and Excellent Adventure? I'll give you the first one, but the bogus adventure. Ugh. Kind of I don't bogus. Know. It was a bogus journey. What? That's what it was, yeah. Did you love them both, Hicks? Yeah, I love those fucking stupid Didn't movies. Didn't you say you had a Wild Stallions t shirt that you were wearing around Austin? Stallions with a Y, baby. I was always a little annoyed that Kiss did God gave rock and roll to you. I mean, why can't Arjun have that? But other than that, no big deal. Um, Andrew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. It's not a pure time travel movie, but uh, Dream a Little Dream, because I know HTG likes the Corys and all the 80s. Well, she also is a big Michael Jackson person, and they do that Michael Jackson homage. I haven't seen it. In fact, I'm really excited because I didn't know there were so many time travel movies that I never saw. Um, I wasn't really a Corys fan. That was a little, late, a little later than me. I'm a little old for the Corys. Um, so who was your teen heartthrob? Oh, God. Um... John Stamos, I guess, but he wasn't for me. There is this unknown John guy Stamos. named Clark Brandon that I thought was just dreamy. You know? All right, let's look up Clark Brandon over here. This is going to be embarrassing because I've looked him up recently, and I can't imagine that I thought this man was attractive ever. He played uh, Joe's boyfriend on The Facts of Life. All right. Um, I'm but he was in Tiger Beat and Teen Beat and all those. So he was almost like they tried to push him. He didn't kind of become, uh, well, here he is. <laughs> Dreamy, right? Yeah, he is somewhat familiar to me. Let's see what Clark uh, Brandon has done. Nothing. Uh, Mr. Merlin, um, big TV series. <laughs> um, so he was on the Facts of Life. I just want to um, save myself a little bit. I also had a big poster, Jim Morrison, on my door. I but I'm also Clark. well known for having a Michael Jackson room, which was covered from floor to ceiling and ceiling covered with Michael Jackson pictures and posters. Uh, here's John. John, you're on uh, Ronnie, what about that great movie you remade, uh, 13 Monkeys, or the one that came before it? Love it. Love 12 Monkeys, Strange as Hell. Uh Whitey, you're on Fez. Hey, happy birthday, HDG. Are you still in the hipster demo? I don't think so. I think she'll always be a hipster, yeah. I got one for you. It's a classic. I think it's 80s, late 80s, millennium. Kind of spacey, kind of time travel where they go back. And Chris Christopherson. Wow, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. I'm in. And Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd also in that <laughs> one. Uh, where they come back and they need to smoke because we don't have enough smoke in our atmosphere. Another one of those, let's come back and steal bodies. I gotta see it. And he's one of the sexiest men ever to appear on the screen. Ever? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. What's wrong with that? No, I'm just saying ever. I'm just throwing it in. Yeah, of all time. 
Um, one of. I'm not putting him at number one, but he's up there. Well, not with Clark Brandon running around. Oh, Here's uh, Tony. You're on running Fez. Uh, happy, happy, happy birthday there, happy typing girl. Thank you. Hey, uh, best movie, time travel or otherwise, is Donnie Darko. Huge fan of the movie, uh, Happy Time Girl. Do you like it? Yeah, I loved it. I got I've I've only seen it once, and you couldn't even begin to understand it. Seeing it once, it's definitely something I need to see again. But I loved it. It's a very very strange movie and extremely watchable. Extremely watchable. Uh, let's go over to Ashley. Ashley, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, how are you today? I have a movie for Fez. The first original Superman, where Superman um, reverses the spin of the Earth to save Lois's life. Now, a lot of people got mad at that, huh, Fez? Yeah, because it was um, it was one of those things where if he spun back and went back in time, the reason he couldn't save Lois is because he couldn't save everybody at once. He wasn't fast enough to do that. So if he did go back and save Lois and even, you know, sit there and have a conversation with her for a couple minutes, how did everything still get saved? How did it get handled? It didn't match up time-wise. Uh, HTG, so what is your all-time favorite for your birthday? All-time favorite time travel movie is a little romantic film called Somewhere in Time. Oh. Cult classic, Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour, and it was filmed on this beautiful little island off, uh, in Michigan that someday the I will Upper go Peninsula. to. Yeah, where they've... It's actually... The entire island is still preserved in, you know... There's no cars left no on cars. that. Yeah. Um, and this movie is it's supposedly the, amazing. That upper part of Michigan is the most beautiful place to spend your summers anywhere. They some people will tell me in the world. It must not get very hot there, right? Though. Uh, it's a nice, cool. I mean, you could swim, balmy. but it's not balmy. It's not you know as bad as it's like a Canadian summer. Seems like a cold place. I I would have a hard time wanting to go somewhere cold in the summer, but I've but I've always wanted wanted to go there. It sounds spectacular. Then you would like to go to Ecuador. I mean, if you're really going to be <laughs> like that, you really want you're to right. be that sweaty. You're right. It, it might be very pleasant. Mm. Uh, let's go over to Turtle. You're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Happy birthday, HGJ. Thank oh. you. Um, I got to go with the original Terminator with the twist on the time travel, where the time uh, from the future comes to the present and. Uh, I was a very, very big fan of the original Terminator as well. I thought it was terrific. Uh, now that we've added Jerry as a 202 friend, um, let's see some of his latest. He's I, insane. No, I don't. I, I disagree. I think he's very interesting. You know, and until I started reading his Twitter, I thought maybe he did go to Mars. Maybe he did write, uh, ghostwrite some of the Rolling Stones songs. Not Rolling Stones, the Eagles and Tom Petty. Oh. And I believe um, there were a couple other bands that he wrote for, as well as knowing things about Mars. He sent a picture in to somebody today, um, one of the news sites. Uh, saying, look, you could see people from Mars in this picture. Yeah, he's sent me the thousands of those. <laughs> he's sent me faces on Mars. And when I say thousands, I'm not even making that up. But normally I get it in an email. So I'm so much happier to see this out there with the rest of the world. Uh, as to say. These all look... Oh, here's some things he wrote. Yeah. Um, and who's he writing to? I don't know who these people are. Oh, he's writing the science places. Them. Uh, 
And for some reason, he wrote to Chris Stanley, no women in diapers, Chris. Swear on it. What? He wrote to Sam asking him to plug the, uh, trying to convince Sam that the Davy Mac Fund was something worthwhile to talk about. Um, so it's really nice that Dave what? has an advocate in his corner. Yeah, let's go back up to that, too. I want to see what he's talking about there. Um He's saying, Dave, uh, to not, Sam, can you plug Davy Mac Baby Fund on air? Probably put him over the top. He did stuff for the ONA show. <laughs> he ate shit, took risks, not safe humor. Um, I think Sam is pretty much aware of his radio partner's background, his biography. It's really nice of him, though, to want to be making sure and to have Dave's back, just in case Sam, you know, maybe missed out on something. He also thinks Andrew Dice Clay is really jealous over Charlie Sheen. Oh, yeah, well, Dice put out an anti-Charlie uh, Sheen thing the other day. There he is right in the patent. Oswald, um, he's on top of stuff. He's making things happen. I'm glad we added him to 202 Friends. We haven't had an addition... And a long time. And Hicks, you were even telling me you were thinking about getting rid of a lot of people. You know, call the ranks, Ron. You know, got to fucking even things up here. Anybody that you see as being on the edge there? I'd say Franklin's on the edge. Yeah, Franklin's way on the edge. Yeah, he's, you know, teetering even. Uh, Fez, what about for you? Um, I would say, I guess Earl's on the edge. We brought Earl up earlier. Um, Gives you the- your chance to attack a listener. Yeah, um, let's see. Think about it some more? Yeah. You could think about it some What's that? You could cut me. I would you cut could be you at, at your birthday. Well, what'd you get her? Uh, nothing yet, but I was wondering if, um, if I could, uh, take her to dinner for her birthday. Do you have plans tonight, or is this... Were you sitting around at quarter to one <laughs> waiting to be asked? Uh, I did make plans for my birthday. Oh. It doesn't have to be tonight. It can't be. Fezzi, this has got to be some kind of present that blows us all away. Not the... I mean, already how many dinners does he owe us? Six. Eight or so? Because a the, couple got eight up. He never out. comes up with, I've got this plan for us tonight, guys. Why don't you go or, to Yelp? I've called Dave. We're all going out this Friday. You know, we have to be like, come on, Fez, you owe. We're still waiting for that thoughtful Fez Watley thing that used to be known for. Mm-hmm. Who's in trouble, Fez? Who's on the bubble? Uh, Queen Elizabeth is on the bubble. Why? Well, I just, I know, I notice that, uh, you know, sometimes negative uh, things come my way from Queen Elizabeth. I had no idea this. Yeah. Now that's I'm... happened. I used to be Eastside Dave, and now I think every now and then, it's, that's why I don't pay attention, because it started coming my way. I had no idea. This is a stunner to me. I thought she was in Fez's corner. Um, let's go over here to Tim. Tim, you're on a Fez. Uh, back to time traveling movies. Yeah. Uh, Timeline. It's a Michael Crichton movie. It's based off a Michael Crichton novel about a group of scientists who get an opportunity to travel to 14th century France. I don't even think I've seen this. No, me neither. I'm going to go so far as I don't even think I've heard of it. The Michael Crichton novel didn't. It wasn't one of his best ones, but I thought it was fun. It's like there's a science corporation that wants to 
send who, these people back as a way of testing their machine. Who's in it, Tim? I think Paul Walker's in it. I would have to look it up on IMDb, though. I'm not entirely certain. It's just timeline, one word. Well, wow. all right. I'm going to look into this. You you kind of like it or you love it? I mean, I like it because it's cheesy, kind of B-movie. It's, it's, not, it's no Jurassic Park, which yeah. is a Michael Crichton movie, but, I mean, it's fun if you want something to fall asleep to on a Friday night. Um, all right. We'll look into it. Peace. Hey, HTG, we have the same birthday. Oh, happy oh. birthday. Happy birthday. It's a big, big uh, birthday day today. Big, big celebration. Would you want to take him out to dinner, Fez? Um, no, I'm just, I was saving that for HTG. Oh, I got Billy Connolly in timeline. I'm a big Michael Crichton fan, so I would definitely check it out. But I, I hadn't heard of it either. Let's take it up to the top. Jerome uh, Butler's in it. Let's see how many stars it got. Not so many. 5.3, which is hideous on here. You need to be around 7 it's to be the, passable. The 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 um, 15th century or 16th century France thing. Oh, 14th century, even worse. France thing is a little bit of a turnoff for me. That seems like a guy movie kind of thing. But why? They, but, but people I love wear Gladiator. leotards. People wear leotards and um, have fucking for some reason gray. They wear gray wigs back then. There's certain periods in period movies that just don't appeal to me. Uh, here, look who it is. It's the Radio Shark. Hey, Radio Shark. Hey, happy birthday, STD. How old are you now? <laughs> STD. Oh, Radio Shark. Oh, Radio Shark. You know her name is an STD. He's so silly. Uh, Pam, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Good. Uh, how about that movie Frequency with, uh, with Dennis Quaid and, uh, Jim Caviezel, where he's a firefighter and, uh, Yeah, the only thing that travels through time there is the voice, remember? They... They actually, for some reason, the skip goes through time. So he was getting advice. All right, I got chills even thinking. It, that, was, that was a yeah. really cool concept. I that, loved it, too. And I love the way concept. it tied in with the Mets. And I thought it was great. It was, now, was it perfect? No. But it was definitely a, a, a fun little movie to have. I'm going to watch that again. You and Fez ought to watch it tonight <laughs> when you're not watching a, Lance Burton. Was that your... Is that the person that you like more than anybody, Lance Burton? Clark Brandon. Oh, okay. Lance Burton, of course, is the Las Vegas magician. Um, let's go over here to Chris. Chris, you're on Run Fest. Uh, Ron, how's it going, man? You sounding great. Uh, what about Austin Powers? All three movies uh, had time trouble. And all worked perfectly, didn't they? Fez Watley, you're the topic guy today. What's the big topic? Uh, well, Charlie Sheen has his uh, tour going on, and the producers of the stage show are saying that the plan for the audience is to just have Charlie riff for about 80 minutes, and then they'll open it up to a Q&A. I don't see how this is going to work for the audiences, where it's Charlie thinking he's just going to speak on things for 80 minutes, where he's going to just... Uh, go off. It it appears like they're going to need something else here. Um, well, I think the people are getting right what they fucking paid for. They're they're paying for the uh, the train wreck that they've been watching. Now they can see it up front. I think it's supposed to go bad. I think that's the purpose. Yeah, I could go good. Uh, what's this, HTJ? What's this uh, tweet? <laughs> I'm not gonna up. read it. <laughs> All right, this one says the two or two friends. 
Birthday gift idea for HTG. Dinner gift certificate that Fez has been sitting on for three years. What was that all about? Um, me and uh, Casey and Solera had uh, thought a couple of years ago that we wanted to get Fez a really special gift for his birthday. He was kind of down. That's and- back when Fez used to feel bad three years ago. And we... Um- <laughs> We came up with the idea that might, he might enjoy uh, going out to a nice dinner, maybe taking you guys, uh, taking the guys out with him. And so we got him a nice gift certificate to a steakhouse near 57th Street Studio. And when did we go there? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure if you ever You know watched. where the gift certificate is, Fez? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. You think they would still use it after three years? <laughs> Probably not. Mm. Probably. That's the worst. I It really, it, w- it was probably a bad idea to give as a gift. I have a gift certificate that I received from years ago that I haven't used. It's just, it's just a dane. It's probably a poor, poor choice to give to someone. Again, you throw it, it's almost in there like walk into the prize closet and pick something out. <laughs> the, well, well, here's the weird thing. How about the I'll take you to dinner? Now, what is this? The suit deal from Seinfeld? <laughs> Exactly. There, there are a lot of problems when you sit down and really try to think about what to get for someone, especially someone you 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 don't know that well. I didn't know Fez very well then. I only knew him from listening to him, but I didn't know him personally. And um, I knew he didn't like to go do a lot of things. He didn't want to be forced to do a lot. of. There were a lot of things Fez didn't like. So it was kind of hard to come up with the right gift idea. So we thought that that would be nice. You know, it, it, well, we kind of. No, it was very nice. I was just stupid not to use it. No, you were right not to use it. You hated <laughs> it. It was a pushy gift. It was a pushy gift. Maybe How much was it for? Even like steak. Oh, I think it was three bills. Oh my god! Oh. But we wanted it to be an, enough to what be able to take at least one other person and not have to. The worst thing is if you give someone a gift certificate and then they got to shell out a little at the table. Give them one for seventy-five. Right, and then it's not even enough for them, let alone the person they bring with them. Alex, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, two two four eight two, buddy. Oh, but Hoo-ha. I got a past spy report. It's March twenty uh, first, two thousand eight. I'm listening to the Ron and Fez show, and Earl is choking the shit out of Dave. <laughs> wow, that hilarious. was three years ago. The day, the first time that Earl choked uh, That's right. Dave. That is right, Ronnie B. Right. Here they go. They bring with them. Uh oh, I fucked up. Uh, no worries. It's like a time travel, though. It was a little time travel in two ways. First, we went back to 2008, and then we got to hear it again. What time does Davy Mac wake up from his uh, nap? Around one-ish, right around there. Why don't you send him a text that when uh, he wakes up, we need to talk to him. I did get some nice uh, texts from him over the weekend. The basketball stuff. He's been enjoying uh, March Madness very, very much. I have not been enjoying March Madness. It's my first time, and wow, am I bad at it. Um, well, would would you expect to uh, have it happen that way, though? Would you expect to do well? I kind of thought that I would at least get some of the, se- at least one or two of the second round games. I don't even know if I have a team left Oh, I do. I have a couple teams left, but not many. I was able to work my way up to 91st place, and then my overall to win it team 
got knocked out in the last game last night. Notre, oh, Notre Dame is out. Notre Dame got beat by Florida State. So I guess that just screws the yeah. rest of this bracket, obviously. Yeah, how can you, how can you win unless everybody doesn't pick the winner? It would have to be somebody that no one picked for you to probably get back into it. And I, I lost the entire South. The South is gone for me, but I still have... See, Charlie uh, Daniels was so wrong when he said the South's going to do it again. <laughs> um, Charlie, you're on running Fez. What's up, buddies? Uh, a few years ago, they passed a law, a lot of states did, uh, that gift certificates can't expire. Uh, this way, the state doesn't get screwed out of the tax money. Well, Fez, so. where is your gift certificate? Do you know? It's, um, it's in my desk. Uh, here's Matt. Matt, you're on running Fez. Ronnie Bay, uh, that gift certificate is for Ben Benson's. Uh, I remember when uh, HPG gave it to Fez, and you gave him a bunch of shit for it. That seems odd that I would give shit to anyone for any reason. It doesn't <laughs> sound like me. I must you have been did. so different back then. Yeah, that's before I became so sweet and nice. Well, why haven't you used it, Fez? What's kept you out of it? Um, I, I, I don't know why I didn't use it. I guess it was just... Um, that I, I put it aside to use it and then just never got around to it, and the days just kept piling up. The That's days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, the months to years. That happens with gift cards. You always want to save them. Like, what if there's something else I want right. later? And then I found out some places the gift cards will start to deteriorate a little mm. bit every month. They take a little off it. Here's the thing I'm thinking. You had your, your dad up here a couple of times. Right. You and him have never done that big night out together. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. You never had the adult guy's night out. What if you would have taken him to Ben Benson's instead of for that shepherd's fucking pie and that bar that you went to? What if it was the two of you? And he could have looked over you and went like this. Fuzzy, my boy! <sighs> no one's ever made me any prouder than you. Look at you. You become a real success. I don't even know if it's any... I don't ben know. Benson's? Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be sitting here with my boy at Ben Benson's. I don't even know if That'd it's That would have been good. nice. I've never been to Ben Benson's. Why did you pick it then? Well, we wanted something close. You know, we didn't want to make Fezzy travel. We didn't want it to be a burden gift. Although I guess it was. But we didn't want it to be a burden gift. And, so you um, guys really thought about it. A friend had recommended that Ben Benson what friend? was... Uh, Iraq's girlfriend, actually. Whoa. Now wife had recommended that oh, she thought Fezzi would really like it. She also had said you got to go at least three on that. Go at least three bills. Yeah. So I think that's 300 she owns. <laughs> Maybe she got a cut. Wow, look at this. Uh... Finding out all the behind-the-scenes stuff. This is like that Oprah thing where you find out what happens behind the scenes. Time for a big Fez Watley topic. Uh, Victoria Jackson. That's Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Yeah, she used to be on SNL in the 90s. You can correct me. You're listening. <laughs> it's not that Jackson. <laughs> oh! That's Janet. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um... Was uh, uh, complaining about this uh, uh, one of the past episodes of Glee, where there was a gay kiss, and just saying how it's sickening, right? And that this is only done for comedy. Not uh, there's no such thing as an alternative lifestyle. Mm. After she was in that Andrew Dice Clay movie, she's going to complain about something. 
She had her ass out in that. I, I happen her, to like that movie a lot. I give her a little bit of credit for having her ass out. You know, I guess this is her her act now, her conservative act, because uh, a little too old to be doing the dumb blonde thing now. And it's with this, it's I had the feeling she's trying to just copy Dennis Miller, who she was an SNL castmate with. He went conservative. Well, now they're she both saw, on Fox. Yeah, she saw that. She was on Fox? Yeah. Well, not full-time, but both of them. I don't think Dennis is either, but they both get pulled in, you know, from time to time on Fox. And is she, has she truly given up the dumb blonde thing? Is she talking like a smart person or? No. No, she, you know, that's what's sick. Gay kiss is sickening. How about a woman her age still talking like a three-year-old? That's what I would say is sickening, Victoria Jackson. Yeah, it's not, it's not that impressive. I don't really like to watch kissing scenes in any movies. They, there's some reason they, they like to, um, I guess the Foley artists, you would call it, like to overamp the sound on kissing scenes. Oh, the smack. I find it disgusting. Yeah, and, and I guarantee, I, I would like to know what they actually use. Because, you know, you usually find out with things like that, it's, they're not using kissing to make a kissing sound. They're not using exactly what you see in a movie. All right, we're going to uh, break here. We'll be right back. Fred, you got the present picked out for HTG? No, all my ideas are really falling flat. You got a whole commercial break. I'll try to think of something. All right, if you're just going to try, I'll leave it up to Hicks to come up with it for you. I'll let Hicks do it for you. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show. On the virus. You're going to beat me? A golf? <laughs> Oh, you're on. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Our own Chris Stanley back to us after having a lovely, lovely time in Austin. Oh, it's completely amazing. Thanks to everyone for hooking me up down there, seriously. Well, it's just have astronaut. Who else took care Liam of you? Liam hooked me up. Liam took care of me. Rustin helped me out. Well, hey, how long would, fucking love. How hard would you to say those people's names rather than thanks for the, to the people? <laughs> Thanks to the people of Austin. <laughs> All of you were most wonderful to me. You really enjoyed your trip. This is, and I'll tell you this: you've come back refreshed, and by refreshed, I mean hungover. It was a, more of a bender, fucking really hard. Drunk the actually. whole way home on the plane. Oh, I was not doing well. I was getting, you know, fucking, you know, vodkas on the plane. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Just Jeff hammering Lowe. down hard. Oh yeah. Well, uh, here is somebody that should have been there this year, except he was dealing with the. <laughs> The video championships, our own Eastside Dave McDonald. Davey. Hi, I'm Mr. B. Hey, happy birthday to uh, HDG and Hi Fed. Thanks, Davey. Hey, Dave. That was very okay. nice of you to say. By the way, uh, I told Fez about how you did a great job of coming in and helping out when he was away uh, for his two weeks. I think you went to Austin? 
No, no, no. I was, my father had died. I didn't know. Why didn't you tell me? I would have loved to have sent something. Yeah. Uh, or at least try to get some new bands in on that. Uh, but we're all going to go out for a drinking and eating night, uh, Dave. All right. Now, we ought to I, think about this. Was, Maybe yeah. hitting Little Italy before it gets too hot. I know we don't like to have new ideas. But if we can get down there while it's still chilly, you can eat a big hot uh, meal and still yeah. be able to enjoy yourself. I'm uh, totally down for that. I've been on a bender recently myself, too. No. Um, yeah, because we had a special delivery live show, so I didn't uh, drink on Friday or Saturday, but as soon as the gig was done at midnight, I started drinking, and then yesterday I just went out to breakfast with my wife and continued to drink uh, Bloody Mary's while she looked at me disgustedly. It was awesome. Where were but, the kids? Uh, the kids were at my parents' house. And I just wanted to enjoy the basketball, enjoy fucking drinking on Sunday uh, afternoon. 1,500th place in the Lafayette pool. Yeah, you, you struggle. I mean, what the fuck? Rick Pitino is the most overrated coach I, I, I ever, ever. I and yet you go that. back to him, Dave, time and time again. Oh, I went back to him. I fucking had him in Louisville. Louisville and Duke was my fucking thing. And she goes out in the first round? So I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I got a fuck Rick Pitino uh, text from Dave. Now, Dave, you're going to be happy about this. Uh, Chris Stanley was down in Austin and enjoying the South by Southwest. And an old classmate of yours came on to perform... Nicole Atkins. Oh, I love Nicole Atkins. And oh, I yeah. know we, how proud you are of her. That you guys, yeah. did you go to the same high school or are you just from the same town? Same grammar school. Then I went to an all-male high school. She went to St. Rose, but we still hung out. We still, like, you know, we would always hang out at the parties together and stuff. I would go over to her house all the time. She's a, she's a great chick. And she's great. And she, like you, she shares in that Jersey Pride thing, right? Yes, yes, she she is a Jersey girl. Uh, to borrow it from uh, Tom Waits, she is she is a wonderful person. And you know, Mr. B, we also uh, did a battle of the bands. Guys with ears and Nicole Atkins, right? Uh, play, played on the same venue. Guys with ears didn't have the same kind of career that Nicole has had, right. but we still have that Jersey music sensibility. I think. Well, then you're gonna love her introduction, uh, Chris Stanley. You were there. When she was introduced, mm -hmm. why don't you just relive it for us? Nicole Atkins coming up the stage. Hi, oh. I'm Nicole Atkins, and this is my band. We're from Brooklyn. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, no. What are you talking No. From Brooklyn? Yeah. She, then who, then who are the guys with ears play with in Belmont, New Jersey? No, they're from BK Belmont. all day. Well, let me tell you something. It didn't take place at CBGB's. It took place at fucking St. Rose High School in Belmont, New Jersey. And after Tony Reality tries to pass himself off like a Brooklyn guy, right? And Nicole is taking this now. Now, I don't not understand these people. Now, I'm going over to her Twitter page right now, and of course, it says stuff like, "Dude, my band and I are in the airport hanging out with Eric Clapton. This is insane. Just met Eric Clapton." Uh, but let's look up to the top. Nicole Atkins, at Nicole Atkins, Brooklyn, New York. Oh, my God. 
I don't get it. Why? Why would you? You're from New Jersey. That's like a fun thing. But maybe she's ashamed of it. Maybe she's just ashamed of being from Jersey. I'm gonna say this, okay? We know where you're from, Nicole. We know where Miss Meryl Streep is from. You can pretend that you're from Hollywood. Oh, no, you know what? Uh, by the way, Meryl Streep constantly says Connecticut. And she will always say she lives in Connecticut and she's from Connecticut. Well, Ronnie, yeah. here's the bottom line, okay? I am nominated to go into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Good, okay? good luck with that, Dave. You deserve it. Thank you. And if I, if I get in, if I make it, I will absolutely tell everyone that Nicole is not eligible and I Good. want Meryl Streep to be revoked, okay? Because these people, they should be, they, they're putting New Jersey, everyone can be from Connecticut or from Hollywood. You know, like the situation is from fucking Madawan, New Jersey, and he pretends like he's from uh, Brooklyn or Staten Island or right. something like that. And there's, there's, there's no uniqueness to being from New York City. We need all the love we can get. So I'm telling you, uh, I'm very disappointed in Nicole. Yeah. Now, un unlike other people, Dave, you've even done a film festival saluting New Jersey. Absolutely. Clark's and the wrestler, Ron. It was yeah. a wonderful night. And it was all about New Jersey. And if Nicole Atkins ever makes a feature film, she shan't be getting played by Davey Mac. If, if you're, if you're going to just, you know, why did well, she was on the show? Right. We we said she knew me. What am I just making this up? Oh, she's from Brooklyn. Now she's from Brooklyn. She's not from Brooklyn. She's not from Brooklyn, Pepper. I think I went to high school with her actually. I. By the way, the picture of she's not from Brooklyn. Uh, of Hicks. You actually had to do the lift in the beer thing in the picture. That's right. Chugging He's some free beers. Half astronaut looking like on top of the world. And the kid <laughs> is fucked up here. Yeah, he's fucked up. We were both fucked up when we fucking wanted in there. You look like you did a time travel thing to teenage Bill Hicks. <laughs> it looks like the Hicks family between Pepper Hicks and young Bill Hicks. <laughs> he's enjoying himself. But, yeah. you know... What the fuck, Nicole? Your real your feelings are hurt by that. My feelings are not hurt, Ron. They're destroyed. Okay, that's okay. further. That's even further yeah. along. Well, yeah, it's some, some more. But um, this, I feel like everyone's screwing with me lately with this Nicole lying to people about where she's from. I was deleted off of Facebook. I'm not sure if you knew that. Yeah, we played we played happen? some of your videos. Uh, they. They're, I think they're deleting people from Jersey, from Facebook. <laughs> Something's going on, because I get just deleted. Like, one day, I show up, and I'm totally deleted. That's A. B, now this new account that I have on Facebook is frozen. I, I'm, I'm not allowed to have any friends. No. So, it, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is going to... I'm thinking of doing the first ever class action lawsuit against Facebook. A one-man class action. <laughs> Uh, why, don't you do, why don't you do this, Dave, and start the exodus back to fucking MySpace? You did That's so well on that. I loved MySpace. It was so blue, and, you know, it was just so much better. Um, this Facebook, you can't take someone's... Th That's like taking away my phone number for no reason. No reason at all, because you said fuck on the phone. That's true. You yeah. said fuck to your cousin, so now you can't have a phone. Stupid. Jersey Shore is on MySpace. I'm ready to go back. Jersey Shore is back on MySpace. 
That's right. There's um, really shores on MySpace. And you know what else? Nicole Atkins, we play her records all the time on my Jersey station. And maybe I'll just inform them to take her out of the local artists category. Good, good idea. Apparently she's not. She, she, she lives, you know, 300 miles north of here. In Brooklyn, New Jersey. Er, <laughs> it doesn't far. matter. It doesn't matter where it's from. You're just mad. Now, the thing is, Dave, you do have the pride and you have hometown pride. And yes. it comes out time and time again. You did the live gig the other night over there. You enjoyed yourself at the uh, video championships, even though Sam was telling me that they didn't treat you guys very nice. Now, when you make fun of them or call them pedophiles or... You know, all that kind of stuff. They, they, they were really, really angry. They, they got very, very pissed off at us. And then this big guy who looked exactly like the comic book store owner in The Simpsons, mm-hmm. he comes, oh, I, I mentioned that to everyone. So people laugh and stuff. Right. And then he makes his way to the stage during commercial break and he says, if, if you say one more word about me, you're fucking dead. <laughs> Both of you are fucking dead. <laughs> comic book guy threatened your life? <laughs> Worst <laughs> episode ever. Yeah, he, he had, the, like, everything. The hair, he had, like, a bad little goatee, big and fat, and, uh, but he was huge, and so he did not appreciate that comment. So, like, that started it, and then it just got, it became, like, you know, Jim Morrison in Miami, where sure. it just got worse and worse and worse, and then pretty much, you know, we're taking our dicks out and stuff. And, and, then, and there's a goat on the stage. It's always fun when, when you look, when you're doing a show and you look over and your chick already has the car keys out. Like, in case we have to run through the fucking parking lot. Yeah, yeah. No, and we were supposed to stay afterwards and drink and, and like, they, they took all our stuff out of the green room and just had it by the front door. They had, like, you know, all the booze that I had all set up and stuff. And Richie Knuckles, the guy who owned it, said, yeah, you're not welcome here any longer. I, 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 you know, while we're talking about the internet and stuff, and Dave, can you stay on for a couple minutes? I absolutely can. Because you can get to the bottom of this for me, HTG. I'm going to bring you in, and of course, I know Hicks. Why did this word snark blow up so fast <laughs> on the internet, and now it's into my real life where I have to hear the term snarky almost constantly? I feel like why did <laughs> it take so long? It's, it's a very descriptive word that there isn't another word How for long it. has it been out there? Because I haven't heard it, and now I'm constantly hearing it. Hicks, are you, is, is it an overdose for you as well? It's becoming like one, because cause I think once it's, it's just used on maybe a few blogs online, yeah. it's okay. But then someone picks it up, and then it blows up everywhere, you and know, it's overused. You know it when they're all like the Entertainment Tonight people are saying it. We're going to bring up some snarky comments right yeah. now <laughs> that were made about... And I now want to change the name to Radio Snark before we're done with this. I don't even know, like, who, you know, we're friends with or I'm friends with that I could describe as snarky. Yeah, I'm I don't know sure, anyone like, snarky. Who is snarky, HDJ? I can be snarky. You're snarky? Sometimes I'm snarky. Yeah. Would you say I Fez is snarky? That. Oh, Fez can no. be snarky. I'm snarky? Sometimes. Not all the time, you know, the, but you, you, can, know you can be. A guy like ADF is snarky because of the glasses. All right, like, now I get look. it. So there's a I look to it, too. I don't know. I, I think, think I'm so. on a whole different word. No, no, because snarky is like they're going to make little sarcastic comments, yeah. but yeah. they also will be very hipsterish. So oh. it's a combination of that. It's a, there's a yeah. little bit of passive-aggressive in a snarkiness. 
but yeah, you're right. It's sarcastic. You're leaving out the hipster kind of factor. Well, you know, kind of cute. Yeah, kind of cuddly. It's always that thing too with the person who has like the same uh, beef every day, like the type that will that will repeat a word or phrase. But it's and it's not very witty. It's not. Snarky. It's not that negative. It's it's snarky. Oh, it is. It's very a snarky person. You know, like they don't mean to. They're not trying to be an asshole. They're just they're just trying to be cute. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. But I think the snarky person thinks that they are cute and they are like being funny. But that makes them an asshole. Like the way you're describing is Zito was snarky. There's a little bit of crankiness too. Yeah. So the thing that he's in trouble now is for being snarky. Well, it isn't so much that he did it with the girl, which I was willing to drop. But then when we got like, hey, you got where this is wrong. No. And that's why <laughs> we're going down to the Rob Douglas. Do you think there's a smart-ass component to snarky? I think a yeah. smart-ass, though, it's, the, even the thing with that is, like, there's some people that, like, they're aggressive and they can back it up. Right. Whether it's intellectually or physically. Oh, but snarky okay. is, like, the the kind of people, all right, they're not sitting at the cool table and they're not sitting with the assholes, but they're sitting at another table where they're making fun, like quietly you know, making fun. All right, I hear you. I, I totally agree. And I think, like, snarky is you have to, like, say something with one eyebrow raised. Right. And, you know, you're doing that. Like, you're, you're doing, like, a Daily Show correspondent, you know, fucking face, face all the time you talk. But right? not and, out know, loud. Like, so, like, right. like, it would be like, oh, Dave thinks he's so cool because he's from Jersey. That's snarky. All yeah, right. that's snarky. Where he's just mumbling yeah. it to his friends. I think smartass or even sarcastic might have more humor to it than just all a right. mean term. I've been using it wrong. Yeah, you've been using it completely wrong. You've totally way, fucked it up. What happened to MySpace that they took yeah. the word space out of it? <laughs> There's just like a bracket that indicates, a, you know, the bracket you leave to show like a space, like the code mm-hmm. for a space. They're just my and then underline. And there for also, some reason with a picture of a heart on it. All right, I'm looking over at MySpace. Most of their ads now are for pre-worn sneakers, which is, I think is surprising. Um, no, hey, let's uh, get somebody on the phones there today, Hicks. I got Ronnie, four lines blowing up. No one's touched them. Yeah. I, I also thought, like, when did we start? When did we stop? Excuse me. When did we stop coming up with new words? Because I have a word that... I think that is not, like, that should be a word, okay? And okay. that is someone who is angry, no, excuse me, someone who is happy to be angry. In other words, when they're angry, like a Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against Machine, when right. they're angry, they're actually at their happiest. But we should just have one word to describe that emotion, because it does exist, like like schnicky or something, you know. Like just somebody a new word. always has to have a beef going on, whether it's a small beef exactly. or a big beef. They have to have that, like Dan versus that, on the hub. I don't. I never right. saw it. And that's that's when they're they're, they're happiest. So I, I think we should just like you know Ren, um Ren of Ren and Stimpy. You know, call it Ren or call it call it like Frimply or something. You know, Frimply. I don't know. Yeah, because well, when, when did we stop evolving words? It's like a curb your enthusiasm. Whatever, Larry David, he's always got to have something going on. All right, here's Neil in Buffalo. Neil, what do you got? Hey, Ronnie, how you doing today? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you can categorize David Spade as being snarky, either in, in the <laughs> yeah. shows or in person. Yeah, he is. He's probably a little yeah. too successful to be completely snarky. Uh, Jeff, you're on a fez. Hey, I first heard that word probably a year ago on O&A. Patrice O'Neill called, I think, Danny that, the disagreement about going to a, 
uh, uh, weird website. And he said, don't get so snarky with me? He said he kept making snarky comments to him. All right, he said, see? Instead of just going to the website, he just wanted to make snarky comments. Um, here is uh, Brian. Brian, you're on Fez. Jim Norton. I thought Jim Norton was the dick. No, I don't think so. I think Jimmy is way too kind of aggressive in his comedy, where the snarkiness, I don't think a, a true snarky person would even walk up on stage. I think he would be over. See, I think it has to do, like, the old columnists were kind of snarky. I, I think you know, like the gossip column. The David Spade characters, not David Spade himself, but some right. of the characters he played, I think it was pretty dead on. Like the receptionist, yeah, or, yeah that's not going to happen type thing. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's go over to uh, Bill. Bill in D.C. You're on running fest. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you're on running fest. Ronnie B. Yes, sir. Man, I wanted to say fantastic fucking show today. Fantastic. HTG on fourth mic holding her own. It's Eastside Dave. I mean, fantastic show, Ronnie. Every, everybody's turning out today. Everybody's turning out. All right, thanks. Here is, uh, let's go over here to um, Mark. Mark, you're on my Hey, buddies. Ronnie, you sound like a million bucks. Hey, the first time I heard the word snarky actually was around 15 years ago on the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Snarky was a dolphin that was ultra smart that was taking over the world, enslaving people. Um, I'm not sure if it's used the same way. Now, Gaz has let us know something, and Dave, you always know that Gaz covers the waterfront, right? Yes, yeah, he's, he's incredible on that forefront. And he's talking about the fact that with Nicole Atkins' new band, do you know what her background band is now called? It's, uh, I'm not sure, no. It's Nicole Atkins and the Forget About It. And that is too <laughs> Brooklyn, in my opinion. In my opinion. Uh, um, yeah, you can make jokes, Ronnie, but that's a fucking serious thing. That's I know. I'm not making jokes at you, just near well, you. Like. Uh, Mike in Buffalo, you're on Run Fez. Ronnie B., the snarkiest motherfucker on the planet is Skip Bayless. On ESPN, I want to jump through the screen and punch him in the face. It's kind of interesting because ESPN has become somewhat snarky. That they yeah. are guys that don't particularly like sports, and yet they cover sports. Tongue-in-cheek every, no. every single anchor on that now, it does their own little comedy routine, and it's absolutely infuriating. Now, the weird thing about it is they, that a sports reporter used to be kind of a macho guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, Chris Berman was like one of the OGs, and he, it's him. And now everyone's all trim, and that Neil Everett says, how's it? Like, he starts every show with, how's it? I'm Neil Everett for sports. Like, what the fuck? What is how's it? Yeah, and it's almost making fun of the way black people talk on the show all the time. Right. It's exactly you know? like that. Yeah. And, and, and all those people are snarky. All of them. Now, there is a picture that came to us from... Half who says, here's a pic of Pepper Hicks saying, what the fuck, she's not from Brooklyn, <laughs> during Nicole Atkins. So that was great. And Don she Cheech is. has already said that Patrice didn't say snarky, he said smarmy. Oh. Uh, yeah. Smarmy. Okay. Um, 
I'm glad at least Pepper was calling her out. I appreciate that, Pepper, because someone has to fucking explain to her where her roots are from. What if Bruce Springsteen went around calling himself fucking from Brooklyn? That would lose everything that he's about. Now, there is a lot to be said there that neither Springsteen or Billy Joel, to their credits, acted like that they were from New York City. Right, and that's what people love about the boss. And she had a song called Neptune, New Jersey. It was the and album, like, I think. She said her parents used to go down there in the summers to get out of the Brooklyn heat. Oh, Nicole. She, her new I'm album really is a... called I Gotta Get an Egg Cream. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> no, it should be. I have to get myself a nice fucking pork roll. That should be her album. <laughs> <laughs> fucking starving now. Pork roll's fantastic. I know. I, the yeah. word, but do you have to say pork roll, Dave? Can't we go with Taylor Ham? It's so much nicer. Well, you can do that, Doesn't too. pork roll you can sound do that, disgusting? I'll, I'll eat a pork roll. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to that. It sounds great. like some pork that just rolls right up to you. It sounds perfect. <laughs> I just bought three boxes of it. I'm not complaining, but Taylor Ham just sounds better. Fez, uh, uh, give me a list of people you believe to be snarky. Uh, this, I mentioned him earlier. I think Dennis Miller is snarky. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. What about Dave Foley? Dave Foley is snarky. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Those people that get called in to say, hey, we've got a cast of people here. What do you think's going on with this Charlie Sheen thing right now? And then they'll sit around and be snarky. <laughs> Tucker Charlie Carl, Sheen, he's a real asshole. Yeah. What about a guy like Craig Kilborn? Craig Kilborn's uh, snarky, and so is Tucker Carlson. You guys yeah. are on it. I think anyone who hosted Talk Soup is snarky. <laughs> um, in, including Greg Kinnear? Yeah. Especially. Oh, Greg, they're especially all, Greg First yeah. of all, let's just say something. They're all doing Greg Kinnear since Greg yes. Kinnear. That's yeah. just, yeah. Right, would you say Tosh.0 is snarky? He's snarky. I think he's straight out racist. <laughs> I've been watching that show lately, yeah, and there's... the racism thing is, hi. Nonstop. Um... <laughs> Here is uh, Taz. Taz, you're on Fez. Hello? Yeah. Hello? What do you got? Uh, I first heard the word snarky when you guys were playing that Chad Dukes rant, and he was talking about how uh, in D.C., every Redskins paper, everybody covering the Redskins is more snarky than the the last one. Everybody's enjoying that the Redskins lose, and uh, that's where I... All right, that's a good call. He is right. That that kind of thing of acting like, well, when you act like you're really not into something, but yet go back to it mm-hmm. time and time again, I think that's being snarky. I think it's that gay thing of, let's all get together and watch a bad movie. Oh. But, you know what I mean? Acting like we're making yeah. fun of it. I think there's a lot of snarky in, in the gay community, yes. Yeah. I think well, now, the, come to the think of it. Ones. The thin ones are snarky. Yeah. I don't think it's... It, it, you have to be in shape, I think, to be snarky. So you've got to be thin and small, and then, but still kind of not want to say it out loud. Like, you're too scared right. to say it out loud. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, not just Dave Foley, but all the kids in the hall might be snarky. No, uh, uh, Kevin not- McDonald is too silly to be snarky. He, he, he's kind of the weird-looking one. He, I don't see him as snarky. He's just fucking weird. All right. I think people from That's Canada are generally snarky, though. Yeah. Canadians are snarky. It's a snarky place. Uh, Lorenzo, you're on a Fez. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. What's the difference between snarky and smarmy? Isn't it kind of almost the same thing, or smarmy is more of the, like, rich, uptight kind of thing? 
Oh, no, no, no. Smarmy is a totally different thing. Smarmy is like that guy who's followed every 1970s cliche in a bar who's trying to buy you a drink and won't leave you alone. That guy's smarmy, the guy you don't want anything to do with. Oh, here's uh, Stephen Tampa, Yerman Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., what about uh, Joe Buck there? Um, Joe. Joe Buck seems snarky to me. Joe Buck is snarky. Mm. See, but is he funny? Like, during the play- snarky. Yeah, all right. During the playoffs, uh, I think Rafa's, uh, well, some quarterback took off running and he said he just leaned over to Aikman and said, "You never had to worry about that when you played." That's snarky. I don't know. Um, Dick. Let's go <laughs> over to uh, Dave. You're on my fez. Yeah, I thought a snark was somebody who sat in the bathtub and farted and then bit the bubbles. I, you know, that's what we always called them. No, I don't think so. But thanks. Smarmy is more like a Steve Buscemi character. Really? Yeah, he's played some smarmy, some smarmy types. I was thinking Ted Knight was more like the smarmy type. Really? Yeah, like he would be that. No, uh, not the way I've known smarmy. Hello, mm. so no, no. that was my impression. That's good. You do a lot of impressions these days. Yeah. Yep. That's 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 my new thing. I'm the new Rich Little, who is I think kind of snarky. Well, what do we do with he's, the old Rich Little? We still have him. No, that's Rich Hall who's sniggly. Yeah, that is Why Rich Hall. Why do I get them confused? They're nothing well, it's alike. Rich. They're, they're well, rich. Come on. There's other riches. Uh, Wayne, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Anthony Bourdain is snarky. Mm. All right. I'm gonna get off the snarky thing. I don't think Bourdain is snarky, but I think like a real food critic would be snarky. But I think Bourdain is too drunk to be flat-out snarky. Uh, Fez, I'm going to let you pick the next uh, thing. And you can do a point-counterpoint against Dave. Oh, okay. Point-counterpoint. 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 I'm all over. Mayor Bloomberg, he's got people pissed at him talking about Buffalo, New York, saying that Buffalo doesn't have the problems that New York City does. Because a lot of people just don't want to live there. That he can't imagine living in Buffalo. And so the mayor of Buffalo is very upset about him. I don't see where this is a dig. I think everyone has a place All right, so where we, they can't imagine living. So you're taking the point of what? That um, I'm with Mayor Bloomberg on this. No, he's wrong. You know, the thing that people like about New York City is the diversity and stuff, but they don't like the fact that they don't like the fact that New Yorkers from time to time feel like New York is the world and just to shit on Buffalo. What is wrong with this fucking little guy? Well, you know, there is some the thing is I lived in Florida and we used to fucking hate New Yorkers there because they would always say, hey, in New York, this place would still be open or in New York, you'd be able to get this. And, you, and you'd have to say to them, you're not in New York just because it happens in New York City doesn't mean that it's the best thing. Now, Fez, have you been to Buffalo? Yeah, I've been to Buffalo. Fine place to live. Great place. Great bars. Great food. Great bars. Uh, People enjoy their lifestyle. It's a little slower than here. You can get to Canada pretty quick. What is it Bloomberg's fucking... Why does Bloomberg, as the mayor of New York, got to bring up Buffalo? Well, he's saying that uh, that he was talking about the problems of New York City, Mm -hmm. of how we need more schools, we need more mass transit, and he brought up Buffalo as they don't have that problem because they don't have more people. 
like New York City it's does. Obvious. And we, they, they don't have as big of a population, but you don't have to shit on these people. Every, and, every city is unique to itself. Every problem is unique to itself. But yeah, I wouldn't and, see. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine myself living in Arizona, but because of the heat and everything. Arizona is a gorgeous place. You ever been there? I've never been to Arizona. Can you imagine oh, living in Seattle? Um, I could imagine living in Seattle. Mm. I, I've never been there. But it's just saying I can't imagine being somewhere. It's saying it's not for me. Can no, he, it's talking about where the tax money should go. He's not saying I personally don't want to live there. It's never come up as an option. But could he have just meant that if you're someone who's chosen to live in New York City, then you probably aren't a person who would want to go to Buffalo? Let, let's also point this out, though. The mayor couldn't fucking, well, I don't know. I've only got Fez's point counterpoint. I don't know what actually happened. But he also couldn't imagine living 20 blocks to the south of where he lives. He couldn't imagine yeah. living in Queens. He's a rich he, little fucking man. I think he said and there's these people. He said there's a lot of people. Space. Like, well, sorry, Debbie, but I'm just saying these people, Buffaloians come to the city. So he's just shitting on people who give New York City. You go through this, on. Dave, with people turning their backs on Jersey all the time. Yeah, and I don't understand. Why do you have to make fun of us? I don't Why think he did. I don't think he did. I think he said, if you want to go there, go. there's a lot of room. If you want to go there, go there. But I don't think you do want to go there. I and he doesn't I, see a lot of people going there. Uh, Rich, you're running Fez. Yeah, you know, I grew up in Jamestown, New York, just south of Buffalo. And, you know, for New York City to piss on Buffalo is like Donald Trump pissing on a homeless person. Well, it's like you're not having respect for the dead. This, that city died in 1985, and if you go there, and that's what it looks like. It looks like, you know, time stopped. And those people just keep going, you know, and it's, 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 like, it's like Detroit before Detroit was Detroit. Again, that also might need, mean they need money to flip their fucking place around. That's the fucking point of that, is that when things are going bad is when you do need to figure out uh, what to, to fucking do with your life. You know, what to do with your community. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends. We can get rid of Buffalo. When when they went to Fordham, you know, Fordham uh, University in the Bronx, New York, and a lot of people come from Buffalo to go to that school. Right. And they love the thing about Buffalo that it is a city, but it has a very small town feel. Something that Mayor Bloomberg doesn't understand about. I will tell you this they do have great food. Great fucking food. They got the wings, Ron. They start at Wings. I'm going to be here tonight. We're not sitting here eating fucking Manhattan wings. We're eating buffalo wings. Uh, let's go over to Diego. You're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I just wanted to give Fez the open invite to uh, come out and experience Arizona anytime during the uh, winter when he's freezing his ass off. Arizona is, uh, is actually a very uh, beautiful place. Rob Cross is from there. Uh, I've been out several times. But you've been to Vegas, Fez. Mm-hmm. You could have taken the trip right over to Arizona. Grand um, Canyon. Grand Canyon, Fez. You have no idea how great the Grand Canyon is until you be there. And, you know, it's, you don't shit on Arizona. Thank you. All right, Dave, we got to let you go. I appreciate you having me on today for HTG's birthday. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate really you. And, and happy birthday again, HTG. Thank you. Uh, and, Dave, we're going to work right. out a day where we all go out one night, all right? We'll I do it up big wait. time. I, Good. We should celebrate maybe the beginning of baseball season. That, that that could be a theme. Well, we are early into spring here. Just for some reason, it got cold the day after we turned spring. Uh, but Dave, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. See you guys. Peace. 
Hold on, Chris wants to get in on this. Chris, you're running first. Hey, Ronnie. Um, the whole thing about Buffalo is that I think if it just got a chance, it would be great. It's just that no one gave it a chance. All the money goes elsewhere, and it's pretty typical to hear someone from New York City complain about that uh, or, or request that funds go to the city. Yeah, there's more money that goes to the whole state of New York to the city, but I really do think that if Buffalo had the chance, instead of just mismanagement of funds, uh, it would be back to a respectable city, not just a good place to go drink and eat. Well, let's face um, it. What happened is our industrial cities, uh, when we stop having industry in this country, they all fold it, and that's why Detroit's in the problem that it is right now. So all the cities on the Great Lakes that were port towns ended up in trouble. Now we've taken those factories on the East Coast and for some reason turned them into art museums and shit. I don't know how long they can be concert halls and fucking places to eat, but we need some kind of industry. One of these days, we're going to be fucking really sad when the workers of the world unite, and we ain't one of them. The people that they're going to be fucking uniting against are us. Hack the planet. I'd rather see uh, us using uh, places like Buffalo, Cleveland, Detroit to make shit again. Not just the constant, like, oh, did you see, like, when you go to Philadelphia, that town used to work for a living. And now there's a lot of great restaurants. All right, where's the money coming from? Oh, everyone works at marketing. Marketing what? Oh, stuff that comes from other countries. Internet. Internet startups, really, is what we're in the fucking business of. Internet startups. You get an IPO, sell it, you know, whatever. You need vision. Uh, Fez Watley? Mm-hmm. What's your present for HTJ? All right, I think I've got a good present here. It's the think that scares me. HTJ. Don't be scared. When he's ready to make that commitment where he knows it. Because I can't imagine you walking into Shark Tank going like this. I think I got a good idea. They would drop you straight into the Shark Tank. I got to get in on this Shark Tank thing. My idea is Snark Tank, where people <gasps> come in, where they have their dreams, and we just make little remarks about them. All right, Fess. I'm going to get HTG. I saw this advertised on television, a set of style snaps. I think this is a great. I saw you know it on what? the Just, hub. I get it. I saw it on the hub. It could be. It might be amazing. I get it. You don't give a shit that it's her birthday. Uh, she gave you a three hundred dollar dinner. You're giving her style snacks. Uh, wait, we don't even know what they are yet. Let's. You order let's it on fucking TV. I've seen some things on TV that I've wanted in, right, in my let's life. Let's have it. Uh, style snaps are what you put down at the bottom, the oh, hem no. of your jeans or your slacks. And that way, you can wear any pair of shoes with any pair of pants that you have in your wardrobe. Aren't those also the things that make your jeans bigger if you got too fat to wear them? Oh, fat. No, this is just for shoes. It makes your... If well, they do look great. They're, they come in at $10. My dad used to do that with masking tape. He would just masking tape his hems. So you can Not wear that he didn't wear heels, though. Uh -huh. Let me get that out there well, you right away. Well, just give her 10 bucks, and she'll pick it up whenever she can. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to break here. X, uh, when we get back, you got something in your wheelhouse, though. You've been going, driven crazy by something. Yeah, it's some Sammy Hagar news that's weirded me out. All right, so Hagar. I understand you're hungover. You're not ready to get off the music thing. HTG, what about you? What's the big topic brewing around in your head? What do you got going on right now? I got something brewing. Yeah, what is it? I'm too mad to say it. All right, when we get back, the birthday girl, her birthday has been ruined. 
Style, uh, style snap, ten bucks. Um, Not the dollar amount that counts. Well, it's the thought. He's been noticing that your jeans are frayed at the bottom. And that I wear a lot of heels, I guess. Mm. I don't wear heels. I know. Uh, we'll break. I think we're coming back. Pretty sure. Are we coming? I think, and I'm pretty sure we're coming back. Oh, we could be. It's Shark Tank on the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show. On the virus. I cannot tell if he's inside or outside the plastic right now, and it is freaking me out. What the fuck? All right, he's inside the plastic. Oh, he's going to try and come out. He's moving up towards the opening. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Okay, he's heading up towards the opening. Should I try to shove the vacuum up there? Last time I did that, it ended up starting to suck up the plastic, and I panicked. He's getting really close. God, I cannot relax until this thing's dead. All right, this will be a lot better if I put pants on. Then I don't have to worry about the fact that I'm half naked. Dude, that's creepy. I just saw what you wrote, EJ. And if you think this is hot, that's fucking weird. Motherfucker. You know what's awesome? You're still Jackers fucking PMing me saying, hey, baby, what's up? What are you doing? Want a cam? Leave me alone. He's so close to escape. And I'm going to have the vacuum ready when he does. He seems completely unaffected by the hairspray. Okay, every time I try to vacuum, I think I'm going to get him, and then I just suck up a whole bunch of plastic. And that freaks me out because all plastic is Oh my god! Is he gonna get out? Is he coming out of the hole? Dude, that was fucking scary, but I got him! Holy shit! All the fucking plastic stuff. He was just about to get out, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going for it. And all the plastic started coming out into the vacuum, and I don't even know where the, there's the plastic, I didn't even know where the plastic went. I was just freaking out. And then I got the plastic out in time, and holy shit, I got him. And he's crawling around in there, and I'm nauseous, and my legs are completely shaking. The virus. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. You give them this technique of transcendental meditation. It's a mental technique, an ancient form of meditation that literally and truly opens the door to the deepest level of life. Unbounded, infinite, eternal, pure consciousness. Modern science's unified field. In Vedic language, it's called Atma, means the self. Know thyself. Pepper Hicks loves that David Lynch. You guys remind me of each other, too. But oh, thanks. So you're all Texas up on your way back here. You're wearing chaps, a Lone Star shirt. Badass. We love to play the Bumblebee bit for HTG. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. That's from our own Chris Stanley. <laughs> uh, it Who's is... the birthday girl. <laughs> it is a lovely, and it's just not her. It's also Eddie Money. I don't know why we're not saluting him. Solomon Burke. Um... Thursday, we are doing Lisa Lampanelli as a unmask. Uh, if you like to get tickets in for that, there's still the drawing for Unmasked uh, over at Unmasked Show on Twitter. Put that in. She's the queen of mean. So she is going to say some mean things about people, things she doesn't like. Wow. 
as well as she rolls it. All right, HDJ, I want to let you come up with a topic here today, and I hope you enjoy your new style, whatever they're called. I forgot it, the style snaps. It's $10. That's from all of us. I'm really, two, look, really looking forward to it. $2.50 a piece. And Dave. It's actually 2 bucks a piece there by Yos. Uh, what's a good topic? What's going on in your mind today? Well, I saw something over the weekend that made me really, really mad. And this mad was, or happy? Well, kind of mad because this is something that you that, that I actually kind of learned from you. Finally. Um, I never was a huge Beatles fan growing up. I just wasn't, ex- you know, I knew the music from the background, but I didn't mm-hmm. invest a lot of time into paying attention to you the You weren't Beatles. a Beatlemaniac. You were an Elvis person. Yeah, I was more Elvis, and I didn't have a, it wasn't that I didn't like them. It just, you know, I, I, I just never really paid attention. And, you know, I grew up always hearing, you know, that Yoko ruined the Beatles, Yoko Ono. She broke up the band. She broke up the band. She just, you know, she's an evil, terrible, horrible person. Yeah. And she ruined culture for the rest of the world for God only knows how how long. And this this weekend, I'm looking at some music on YouTube, and I'm looking at um, a video, and I'm watching the two of them together. Again, something I've never really paid attention to. And I don't think I've ever seen a man with so much joy, right? with so much happiness. John Lennon was crazy about Yoko. He was deliriously happy. Mm. And here's this man that people love so much that they're willing to vilify this woman over the supposed loss of his contributions. Mm -hmm. And yet they're not moved by his happiness. That's not something that gives them great joy. No, that's not what they liked about him. They liked the fact that he gave them... Art. But can't don't you want to thank someone? Don't you right. when you hear about people who suffered for their art, you know, and they gave you beautiful art, but they were miserable. Don't mm-hmm. you wish you could somehow go back in time and find a way to give them some happiness? Well, see, here's the thing: you are a big fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Who's your favorite player in the Steelers? Well, it was Heinz Ward all year. I'm not. I'm getting a little nervous now because he's getting well, a little weird. Well, give me anybody that you want as your favorite but player. I would say Heinz Ward. Uh, Heinz Ward. Would you want him to say, I found a girl so great that I want to spend the rest of my life, I don't want to hurt myself playing football, and I'm going to leave. The thing that you liked about Heinz Ward would have now disappeared. You don't really like Heinz Ward. You just like the way he catches a football. I'd be bummed. I'd be bummed for my team. Would I hate him? No. I would say, you know what? You gave me five, ten great years. See, the interesting thing is people did not hate John Lennon for what he did. They hated Yoko. For making him happy. Uh, For bringing him joy and peace. Well, they had it in the back of their minds that she broke up the Beatles, but those guys were pretty much at the end of the road. I mean, everybody left with their chick. You know what I mean? So. And how, how much longer... I mean, how many decades of great music did they already produce? One. How much more? That's tremendous. Mm-hmm. How much more do you need? How many How many hit songs did the Beatles give us? How many not hit songs that were just beautiful and, and well, when inspirational you look at, did they When you look at it that way, let's say if you 2 would have broke up in 87, 89, whatever, people would be like, we can't wait to see you. Uh, we wish there was a U2 reunion. But they've toured so much that people are like comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to wait until their plane crashes, and then people will once again go, oh, we're crazy about you too. You know what I mean? Right. Like, people like the fact that somebody is broken up so then they could say, I want the Pixies to get back together. Now, when the Pixies got back together, they kind of stayed back together. No one's talking to them, I don't think, as much as how much they like the Pixies, right, X? No, it's, it's, it's insane. Oh, I would actually see him again? All right, never mind. 
Yeah, so you had, and the first tour did very well, but then they kept touring, and now they're just like a band that's out on tour. It's so hard to know, and you know, the, you know, the Beatles, we don't know what would have happened to them if, you know, Yoko Ono hadn't come along. We don't know if they would have had a, a stronger career. We don't know if they would have gone downhill. We don't know. I, again, I don't think that John and Paul stopped being together because of that. They had experienced everything they could as that partnership. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they wanted to go off, and, and they did. They made the kind of music that they wanted to make, and right. some people liked that music, and some people didn't. And yet she'll go down in history now, forever. Not only not only has she gone down for history for, for ruining something, but her name has now become a description of a type of person. Right. Well, again, see, the funny thing about history is that you never know, because history isn't written by the mob. And what you have is that kind of a mob rule of, you know, kind of blame the cunt rather than taking the time to look at the situation of did the Beatles run their course? Uh, let's face it. If John would have lived, there probably would have been a good chance we would have saw Beatles reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least a one, one and done. Because, uh, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, those guys broke up and after a certain thing, they went after 30 years. After people seriously were like, I have to see them. And then they were like, yeah, okay, we'll come back. They just, they didn't want to also want to compete against their own music. That's a very yeah. hard thing to do, to compete against your old stuff. I mean, the retarded people always will tell you where someone peaked. And they'll do it, it doesn't matter who it is, they'll do it with Chris Rock. Like, they might like say they like Chris Rock. They really like 1997 Chris Rock. And they'll bring that up, and they're like, that's when he was really great. And that's always the, the kind of nutdraggers. One of the weirdest things about this to me was just thinking about... Um where do they even get the idea? I, you know, I grew up my whole life just assuming that this Yoko Ono was a terrible person. And where, right. do, they, where do they, that even come from? If I didn't have any real information about John and Yoko, I didn't really know what the deal was, and I wasn't following the band, how did I come to form this Public opinion. Seated? Yeah. I just went with it. I just, right. just got carried along with it and absorbed it as my own. Well, there was probably no reason for you to, to challenge it. Think about how many things that we agreed to that we never challenge, and that's why they try to rip, you know, they, they put patriotism on, and, of course, religion on you as a very young person because that establishes who you are. And then you spend the rest of your life going, well, even though I know some of the George Washington never told a lie, mm-hmm. and you still feel patriotic, you can't even help it. It seems really dangerous. I know this morning I woke up, you know, hey, we're in a war, and I formed an immediate opinion of, you know, who did this? Who fucked us up? Who got us into a war without even reading a single right. thing about, wait, why are we in this one? Maybe this one is a good, re-. you know, I just went along with kind of what we've been feeling about being in a war up until today. But think of how many times it will be like, we have the greatest country in the world. <laughs> You've been to Canada? No. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you're not saying that from any type of reason other than you bought into the opinions that were given you as a kid before you were at the age where you challenged things. Uh, Jay, you're on Run Fez. Hey, you know, Ronnie, I think the other thing is it's so much easier to protect iconic status like the Beatles have if you do break up. Look at Guns N' Roses. There's a few hundred million dollars out there waiting for them if they ever get back together. Now look at their peer group. They're playing Indian casinos. It's an interesting dynamic. Who would you say is the peer group for them? Like a poison or somebody? 
Yeah, I would think so. I guess to be fair, you could go the other direction and, and go a Metallica that obviously is still selling out stadiums. But I I think over time some of their iconic status has has maybe eroded. You know, um, they're they're just kind of a known commodity now. I don't. I I think I could be all wet on this. What do you think? No, I mean I agree with you, and that's why dying young is always smart. I mean, if you look at James Dean, everyone loves him dead. Uh, he was about the same age and getting the same kinds of roles as Paul Newman, and probably would have had the same kind of career as Paul Newman, and we all like Paul Newman, but he doesn't have that James Dean aura about him, you know? And he, right. and James Dean probably wasn't even as good as an actor as Paul Newman. But, you know, he didn't even have the range. One of the things that he said that was really interesting is he said if they got, if Guns N' Roses got back together, there could be, you know, a, a lot of money out Stadiums. there for them. But that can't be the only reason to get back together, you know, especially you look at someone like John Lennon, who everyone believed was an artist, not just, you know, a successful musician. And there has to be more to it than just, hey, we're still willing to turn our money over to you. That's kind of interesting because it does also seem like John and Paul uh, cherish the idea of the Beatles more than the fans because they're, they knew that whatever that magic thing was, they couldn't do anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And you never saw them pushing for it that uh, um, that well. And you, you've got to put some trust in these in, in, in the people that you believe are your great artists, that they're doing the right thing. Mm. Uh, Hicks, is there anybody out there like that for you that you either wish would have broken up or wish would get back together? Oh, I turned on Fish a while ago when the, after their their last breakup tour yeah. or whatever, because I don't know. Apparently, because was, Trey was getting too fucked up behind the scenes, and then they had to just like call it quits. And then they came back, and I just was like, "Fuck this!" And, and well, before they came, I was like, "Fuck Trey Anastasia." Whenever he'd come up, he's a dick. He broke up the band. Fucking that that, that really broke me. Now you don't like him at all anymore, and now that they're even back together. Uh, I was I'd see, I I saw them once. And um, I sound. I still haven't. I haven't actively gone out to get tickets to see shows or whatever. At no point do I think any band is broken up in these in this day and age. Like I really, if I had to make a bet, Guns N' Roses will do a tour someday. Why not? That will happen. You never would have thought you'd see what you saw at the Super Bowl halftime happen. No, none of this stuff. Chris Brown, he uh, has a new album coming out, and also is furious. That a picture of him, uh, full frontal nudity, has been leaked on the internet, and that he's being accused of doing this himself in order to get publicity for his uh, album that's coming out. All right, name me one Chris Brown song. I couldn't name any. (laughs) So why are we talking about him? He's one of those people that I know nothing about him, and yet annoys me to no end. Oh, you hate him because he hit the girl, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fact that he busted up Rihanna's face. And then uh, went around saying that everyone's coming down on him. You know, Walmart or something wasn't carrying one of his CDs. Here's uh, Chris in Alabama. You're on Renifest. Hey, Ronnie. How about um, Pink Floyd? They kind of went through the same thing. They were doing really good, and then Roger Waters decided he just wanted everything. And that split up the band. What about them? They were really good up until that point. I mean, I think they would be doing real well if they were still together. Um, well, actually, you know, they're both doing better than most people, even apart. But, again, those guys just decided they didn't like 
working with each other. It wasn't yeah. anything, you know, uh, the thing is, uh, it goes back to this. If you're doing something, and this happens like with sitcoms, right? If you're a stand-up comedian, and you like the art of stand-up, and then you sell yourself for some sitcom, and you think it's shit, but everybody yeah. else loves it, what would be the thing to do? Go back and do what you love to do, or just do the shit? It's really a hard call to make, and whichever one you do, you're going to have regrets. But mm -hmm. it's got to be eating away at your soul, especially if you're someone who does have talent. You know, if you're someone with no talent and you were just looking for a job, you don't care. You'll do whatever it takes to, to, to make a buck. Right. But if you actually have a talent, that's, going, that, that's just going to tear at you. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not the wrong thing to leave. And, and with Roger Waters and Pink Floyd and other people like them, I feel like you got to give some benefit of the doubt to them, first of all, that there may be more to the story than you've been hearing. Mm -hmm. And usually the good guy isn't telling their story. The one who's out there saying what happened is usually the one that's not quite telling you Again, the it, accurate truth. But just like in a business situation, it's like trying to look at a marriage and blame it on yeah. one of the people. How do we know what goes on in that you know relationship? Yeah. Everybody else goes, well, he did this and she... It's quite frankly, no one's fucking business and there's no way to know the truth. And they don't even know. They might blame the end of their marriage on an argument about dishes from two days before when really neither one of them realized that one of them for the past two years or three years has been slowly doing something destructive subconsciously. You know, you, you, so you the don't same know thing. Yourself. Yeah. Same thing happens in bands. And like everyone's acting like, well, Roger Waters was making it all about himself. Maybe he was working harder. Maybe he cared more than the other people in the band. Yeah, um, that terrible movie. What was it, Dreamgirls? You know, yeah. That, it wasn't a good movie at all. But one thing that it did do is it just gave me a perspective I never would have thought of, and not even about those particular people that, that, that were being portrayed. Um, even just, just that it's possible. When you look at someone and you think, oh, she's a diva, she just wants all the credit for herself, they just posited an entirely different scenario of how this woman came to be in the well, front. And then there, there's also a thing, too, that the, the whole diva thing is now you have to sell yourself as a diva. Because if you're not, you know, you don't get the big money. So right away they have to act like this Lady Gaga yeah. is into things that she's probably not because she's just a kid anyway. Yeah. But they have to act like, well, she needs this and that. Because we expect this out of our big women singers. And frankly, your backup girls who are complaining that you stole the spotlight and ran to the front, they've still got a job <clears throat> because you, whoever that diva was in the front, was able right. to make the connection with people who are paying for it. But again, there was no one forcing any of those women to go in the front. Why wouldn't they go off and make their own shit? You yeah. know what I mean? They could, everybody can go do what they want to do. Mark, you're on the Run a Fez show. We lost you. Um... Curtis, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I'm yeah. thinking that Deep Purple is the band that's uh, broken up. Richie Blackmore no longer plays rock and roll. He plays renaissance music with his wife. And Ian Gillian and the rest of the guys you haven't heard nothing about. About the only rumor that Eddie Trunk uh, brought this up one time, about the only rumor that they might possibly get together is that uh, Richie Blackmore's son might reform with the other members. But there was really nothing to that. Yeah, I don't, you know, again... Here's the weird thing. Richie Blackmore has gone off and he's made this really strange English things that they seem to be 24-hour LARPers. Um, he almost seems like a Randy Quaid. But if that's what he wants to do, right, then that's what he wants to do. 
I don't know if he has an obligation for everyone else to go out and play Highway Star for the 10,000th time in his life. And, you know, also, if they, if it's not what they want to do, how good are they going to be at it? Their heart's not going to be in it. How many bands do you go with to say that are playing their old hits? And you can tell their hearts aren't in it. Yeah. You know? And, you know, they definitely don't have an obligation to society. Maybe you, you might feel an artist has an obligation to keep creating, but you can't say they have an obligation to keep singing that hit of theirs for the next 20 years. Here's Fred in Ohio, your manifest. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, did HTG just say that... Um it was right for the U.S. to get involved in this Libya conflict? No, definitely not. I said that I jumped to a snap decision that it wasn't good without looking into it at all, and I still haven't looked into it, so I couldn't tell you how I... I couldn't give you a, an opinion on it. Is that because you voted for Obama? What would that have to do with anything? He's trying, to he's, not he's showing your colors. You're showing your colors. He's trying to do the right and left thing. He's trying to act like the... You know, uh, I don't think... There's a, oh he hung up because I wanted to keep. That's him funny because most people would accuse me of the opposite. Most people would. I've never told anyone who I voted for in the last election, but most people assume I voted the other way. You don't seem the most liberal of all the people that we know. I wouldn't call myself a liberal or conservative. I would never. I would never want to align myself with any one big group of ideas. I, you like know, the tell Jews. Me an issue, I'll tell you how I feel about it. Christ. Christ. Do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? <laughs> The, yeah, that is our password. Savior. But that's how our password is to get into places. You're just not going to do it. Christ. Yeah, you got the limp. Where do you get to go? Uh, a little person who performed the national anthem at a Dodgers game dressed as a leprechaun. He claims the team humiliated and embarrassed him after he screwed up some of the lyrics to the national anthem. And I guess some of the uh, uh, little people associations want to get involved because he said he was just tormented by them. I think this comes back to not how tall you are, but did you screw up the national anthem that they hired you to do? Wh who was this for? I've never even heard the story. This is, uh, I guess, for a Dodgers spring training game. So how many people even heard it? Oh, I'm sure just, you know, maybe six, eight hundred I'm sure the stuff that they made fun, uh, even though they were making fun of him for screwing up the national anthem, I'm sure the things they said about him were related to his came up short features. Yeah, that they were those kind of things. Seems like he came up short. They got snarky to take it back to snarky. And he was dressed as a leprechaun, so... You oh, know, come on. If you're going to dress as a leprechaun, you can't go out there expecting how to can, be taken seriously. How can you say you got embarrassed if you were dressed, you know, in orange makeup and a green wig? I think we're all agreed. We are the three amigos. There's no point-counterpoint on this one. It's all simply point. And yet... I'm actually surprised at your take on that, Fez, because I know you don't, you know, you, you're you very vocal about wanting to protect people's, uh, anyone who has a minority status. Sure, absolutely. But I think this comes down to, I don't think you can be embarrassed if you put yourself in this position. And also, he was, you know, someone didn't make him screw up the national anthem. So if someone goes, let's say, into the gay pride parade... And they are on a float, and let's say they're bowed and feathered to the hilt. Faggot! And someone starts yelling things at them. Like that. D is that different from the leprechaun? Yeah, I think that's absolutely different. Well, okay, what if the person on the float screwed up the national anthem? And then instead, like just like people called him, uh, you know, 
made short jokes? What if they made, you know, gay some kind of gay jokes about it? Would it how would that be different? It would be different if it was about the national anthem and not using slurs. But they use slurs against him, right? Did they did they make remarks or did they just limit what they said to you don't know the lyrics you're a bad american what what i what i saw was able to read on it was it was about screwing up the national anthem and so what he's complaining they about were is in you have about short it. people got no reason <laughs> so is he saying short people got no reason because i'm short and and is the association that's backing him saying that because if you're a little person no one can can criticize your lack of they didn't call him a little skills. person they called him a riddle person <laughs> was there asians involved like how come you didn't grow up oh you a riddle person <laughs> So, oh, that's racist. I thought that's what you meant. That's racist. Yeah, that's where I thought you were going with the riddle person. Oh, God. See, I don't because I have many, many friends that are Japanese. Too. Name one. Um, yeah, thank you. Why? The guy who brought you egg roll last liar. night? That's not Japanese. No, that was Chinese. I, I could think of someone, a couple Korean friends. I'm having a little trouble with Wait a minute, hold Japanese, on. I know there's though. Chinese, Japanese. Look at these. I thought it was something these. The um, yeah, it was. Um, I think the group that's representing him is saying that he was. Oh, um, Paul Giamatti uh, says that working on The Hangover Two just wasn't the fun he thought it was going to be. It said it actually. I didn't was even bizarre. know he was in it. Yeah, he came out talking about it. He says he plays a very creepy character. And that he was expecting a lot of fun on the set. Oh, there goes another surprise from The Hangover Two. He's playing the part of Mel Gibson. Ah. And did you go see the Mel Gibson Beaver movie? Oh, that was the thing that was happening while like, I was in the plane or something. But yeah, Jody Foster showed up. So did you go to Austin at all? Yes, I was there for five days or four and a Lucky half. Lucky for you, half astronaut was there with a the camera. Or we'd never believe it. I was there. Did you see Just John? I didn't see Just I, I, I know he was down there. I, thought he... I saw his girlfriend, Just Joan. She's fabulous. <laughs> She's not going to like him being auctioned tomorrow. I'm going right? to, yeah. You gonna bid on? Yeah, I'm gonna bid on. <laughs> I'm gonna bid on John and have him just come over and like fucking trim the lawn or something. Well, apparently, I looked up this event. It's a charity auction for the American Cancer Society, which is very nice. But I, the, everyone being auctioned off is a part of the social media scene, yes. which. I, I find it's just interesting. I think we've talked in the past about how the social media scene are, are people who might have not been as successful socially in other areas. and Or else they wouldn't have needed social well, media. Well, I don't know. I think that, that that definitely spurred them to be at the forefront of the social media um of the social media industry. So I think this is really great. I think this is a, a really cool event. I think he's going to go big and go often. I'm hoping that he put a bio up. I just found the link to the bios of the people being auctioned off, and I'm looking forward. He is right up top, right in front. And what's his money for? Meet our next, uh, the American Cancer Society. See, I'm against it? American Cancer, yeah. and I have been for a long, long time. He is a, meet our next bachelor, John, a marshal. Is that meet M-E-A-T? No, meet M-E-E-T. Oh, too bad. Meet our next bachelor, John. Not just John. Bachelor. It's like a buffet there oh, or he's, something. He's not just John. No, he's, he's John. John. A martial he artist. By, hey, tell me to go by Jake. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm Jake. Who wants me? I'm not just John. Yeah, I'm he's John. a martial artist. A martial artist who is looking for the next big thing. Cock. 
Heavy set girl? He identifies with Steve Jobs. And that's all they put up about him. Well, Steve Jobs has American cancer. It's so odd. It's coming all the way back around again. Weird. He's got some great photos, though. Yeah, I do. I like the photos a lot. This is from his new album, Water. <laughs> that's when he, he played with big, the Yankees. I think he could be one of the big... Uh, I'm bidding on her. How much is she going for? Emily? They, yeah. they don't have any numbers up yet. You have to you have to go there tomorrow night to bid. Why can't I bid during Here my social network? Here you two girls yeah. the price of one. Tell me about it. Wow. I, he's doing the same pose as John. Like, hey, I don't, every pose, he's like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Out. <laughs> I'm that guy. Um, yeah, there is a uh, there's a Facebook page on it. Charity Date Auction for American Cancer Society. Well, I will say this to the ladies out there that are interested in John. He's disease-free. You sure? No. Why don't they put that in his bio? At least his nickname is an STD. I, I don't know, it's Radio Shark. I did not Snark. know he was a martial artist, so I've learned yeah, something. Yeah, he is. He came in there throwing Chinese stars the first time I saw him. He's fucking crazy. He's like a ninja. It's always the quiet By the one. way, speaking of ninja, was that the big talk about the Antwoods new al- new uh, movie? Oh, yeah, they, there, was, there was some buzz for that down Have there. you watched it? I haven't watched it yet, no. It's the fucking strangest shit I've ever seen. Those guys are whacked out. They're man. fucking rolling around with Uzis. <laughs> And in wheelchairs. What the fuck? With rims. Fucking crazy South Africa. It's fucking weird as shit. Uh, If you go to Unmasked Show, you can uh, put in your request to be part of the drawing for Lisa Lampanelli Unmasked. That's this Thursday uh, at 1245. You need to be here at the Sirius XM Studios. Lisa Lampanelli, special guest for Unmasked this Thursday. Go to Unmasked Show on Twitter. She's been in the news a lot lately with the uh, with the last roast, with the situation thing. Well, uh, I'm sure that'll all come up during the Unmasked. Very exciting. Yeah. I didn't have anything else. I like the stuff that you did have. That unmasked is going to kick some ass. Hicks, what's going on in there? Our buddy Pit Doc stopped by with some uh, gifts for us. What's Pit got? Looks like you got some maple syrup coming your way, Ronnie B. You know what? Thank God, because I was just running out. Pit Doc, you're on top of the world, my friend. Let's get a look at the... We got another jug? See, I was going to run that in. And we got some Popeye's chicken. Uh, you guys, would you guys like some? No, help yourself. Oh, I think I will then. <laughs> I can't even go over a Popeye's chicken because my baby mama works there, and I don't want her fucking... I think that the Popeye's chicken is the next chain that's due for an upgrade. We have had um, the Mexican, like the Taco Bell type... You know, chain restaurants, yeah. we now have better versions of that, like, you know, healthier, like Chipotle. Uh-huh. We have the healthier, slightly slower food burger chains, like Five Guys, where you could still go in and get a quick burger, but it's not, you know, McDonald's. Right. So I think this is, this is what's next, is the fried chicken chains. We've got we to gotta bring them up a little bit. Well, you know, all you got to do is go to America's Next Chain Restaurant show that Bobby Flay is doing. But Pit Doc might be onto something with just massive amounts of maple I think he probably deserves a Joe Jackson tribute to him, even though it's not his birthday. He does. That guy, I think it's Andy from Cleveland, should be always thinking of Joe Jackson tributes. Are you having a nice birthday for yourself today? I'm having a great birthday. Thank you. This is really fun. 
the uh, New York Pure Maple Syrup. This is from That's like upstate. holding gold in it your is. hand. I have... I only buy maple syrup. I won't, you know, drink that fake st- drink. It's a, I won't use the fake stuff. You're doing shots of maple syrup. <laughs> no, I don't. Fendi I hopes use not. It. I will not use it. And I can't believe what, what maple syrup costs these days. That is well, a jug of gold right there. This is my idea. Like, you know how people are going for healthier foods, right? Right. My idea is wealthier foods where you actually have to spend more money on them. How's that Popeye's chicken leg? Oh, it's delish. Yeah. What is your hurry? You can't say ish? You know, I got the chicken in my mouth. Yeah. And some fancy root beer, too. By the way, what were you uh, drink- What were you eating down in Texas? Did they take you out for barbecue? Um, I had a little bit of barbecue, but I ate almost entirely from just the food trucks. But the food trucks are so ridiculous down there. It's like a real... The restaurant scene is like the food trucks, it seems like. It's Did you crazy. do any Mexican food? Oh, yeah. I ate some Mexican fucking... No, this is How weird. How was it? It's great. <laughs> Was it good? I had a lot of tacos. What am I taking away your personal space? It just you never <laughs> talked this close before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a waffle fried chicken taco. It was God delicious. damn it, that sounds good. A waffle <laughs> and fried chicken taco? Yeah, with cheese and bacon. It was fucking ridiculous. I was so drunk. Well, don't get, keep me from eating your uh, your chicken leg. No. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. Popeyes now has the catchphrase Louisiana fast. Maybe it's Louisiana fat. It's really that would fatty. Be even better. There, that was a nickname of a pool guy in my neighborhood. Well, he's a fat. There is a place in New York that's open now in the Hudson Hotel that I, like I hope Jew is York. the future of fast food. It is amazing. They have tiny, they have small plates. It's kind of cafeteria style, but they're constantly putting like it's not in a vat. Everything's on I an heard individual expensive. plate. It is expensive. It's wealthier food. It is. That's what made me think of it. It's wealthier food, but it's delicious. Delicious. You can eat. No, I have time to say delicious. You can eat it fairly quickly. You know, you don't have to sit down and wait for a long time. You can look what? at what you're going to take before you take it. So it's a cafeteria. But it's cafeteria. It's but it's quality cafeteria and not mass vat of food. It's not army cafeteria. Why don't you do this? It's cafeteria food that even the Rockefellers could eat. Exactly. There's your slogan. That I, I I hope that blows up and you don't think that the oh my god I hope not no, no, after nine no. eleven I don't want any more problems not I, in this city not in this city that sometimes sleeps I hope it catches on it does sleep sometimes you seriously you couldn't even wait to a commercial before you ate two chicken legs back to back I mean even quick though so it's okay D- when's the last time you ate last fucking February because you seem like we just got you out of a cave. <laughs> What'd you do? Just wake up here in the spring? I don't know. I'm just I'm just famished, Ron. Um, it is spring did start this week, and I want to get this over once and for all. It's the major competition: spring or fall. Birthday girl. I'm going to go with fall, and the reason is because spring has kind of copped out on us and it shows up too late and we're not really getting a true spring let anymore me, let me just say this i didn't ask for reasons oh fall i wanted to keep this because i don't want you oh. getting in the heads of the other voters all right it would have been one thing to vote about it a, a later but now you have a guy like fez he's going to go just the opposite I of you up. he's going to go the complete opposite of you and he's going to go no spring is better I don't like fall. And then Hicks is going to go, what? I was eating chicken. And Zito is going like this. Well, I just sent the whatever girls pictures of my dick. What? 
Apparently, the hell was going on down here? What? Fez told me some kind of story. We Why? Had to That's the new thing. Why did the men kids. do that? He thought it would be fucking sexy. Hicks. It isn't. Spring or fall? Spring. Come on. We've got one. Just come on. That's his only thing. Come on. Spring is so ridiculous. Fez, Fez is. <laughs> it is, though. You've been in a terrible winter all fucking for months now, then and then the warmth comes. Thing. I'm saying it's great. It's Spring is the best. Oh, okay. So, what did he say was ridiculous? Spring is ridiculous. So, yeah. You being ridiculous in a good way. Good. Yeah, in a good way. See, I didn't even take it that way. I thought you thought it was bad. <laughs> but I was thinking of redonkulous. All right, Fez Watley, that puts you in the rubber match. Right. This makes you the decision maker, kingmaker, if you will. Spring or fall? It is definitely fall. Woohoo! That was a little loud, probably. Hicks, I'm surprised. I'm so depressed. What is it about fall? The fault when you first get that after a long, hot summer, and you get that first cool breeze. That, Honesty. That b- blows through. And you've got football around the corner. There's no better time. I don't, first of all, you don't have it around the corner. It already started. But I don't think it's fair to throw baseball and football into the mix. It just has to do with the seasons themselves. I mean, let's face it. Nature has no idea when people are going to start playing certain sports. You should let them know then. And this year... You're not going to have football. So what does that mean? Autumn blows? They're both awesome, there's no doubt. Here's I don't want to hear thing. it that way. Here's another thing that puts fall over the edge, though. You don't really have so many spring foods. Fall foods? Spectacular. And they're foods you really don't want to eat any other time Cider? of year. Cider? Cider. You got the apples coming in. Oh, what, what, the apple, a hot apple pie from one of those orchards is Spr- just Yeah, incredible. but the end of spring brings in fresh strawberries. Perhaps the most electric of all of our fruit. And it starts getting warm out. You can start barbecuing and start growing outside. Come on. Well, I grow, I wait, hold on. I grow outside all year round. Oh, really? I fucking stand in a blizzard and grow outside. And come on. Oh, you, know, you eat strawberries all year round. You have no, everybody no, no, does. No, fresh strawberries. Yeah, but... I mean, I can say the same thing about pumpkin pie like no, you're fucking pushing. No, you're not going to eat pumpkin pie in the summer. I'll do it anytime I want. Nah. It's just, it's just not the same. Hicks, you lost this one again. You came back from Austin... And you found out you didn't have the seat at the top anymore. I don't know what these two are HTG's birthday. Fez is now back in her instead of you. I got it. I see how it is. Spring is ridiculous, though. Redonkulous. It's both. I'm so excited for spring. I just, I, it's not here yet, though. I don't Do care people get It was here two days ago. It's, yeah. That was just a peak sneak preview. Do people get fall allergies? Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah, when you start to cut the hay down, right? Oh, hay fever. Yeah. yeah uh, people that get allergies can get it both times of the year. I think I'm getting a little more this year. I, I think I used, used to have allergies. My eyes have been puffy. Allergies are getting worse. Because of Zycam. Maybe I'm just breaking apart. That's all. Everything's getting worse. Don't say that. So you're one of those snarky people now. I am. I've made a decision to stop being that person, though. I'm gonna. I am going to stop being that person. Not by killing yourself. No. No. I, too many. A lot of people have been killing themselves. I've heard of about four people who hung themselves in the last. All that six worked months. for two or two. It's uh, hang yourself. What a horrible thing to do. I can't even hang the rich. Of 
seriously, if you're going to go out, take someone with you. No, don't. Murder, don't suicide? Do don't do is that it. What you, is that no, what you're fucking calling for here today? No, but I don't understand why you'd go for you got a goddamn radio. Don't do it. Yeah, you're on the why radio. Why would you go for hanging? It seems like the worst way to kill yourself. Really? Yes. I'd say slitting your wrist would probably be the worst way. Just to get that fucking knife in there. What you if you did the whole a warm bathtub slit your wrist thing? That seems like kind of a slipping away way to go. That's for women. Then you're laying in blood and water. Oh. Seems kind of disgusting. Like your balls are soaking in blood. I, I still think that when you... Yeah, and that's another thing. You're, you're in the fucking tub, right? Uh-huh. Not only is there blood in there, then as soon as you're dead, you shit yourself, and a big fucking turd floats to the top. Oh, no. Ooh. You're losing your dignity in the fucking tub, my friend. It's a shit-blood cocktail. To hang yourself, I think you've got to go like get an education. You've got to learn how to do it. I don't think you can just, you know, pick up a belt and you're done. Yeah, you can. Really? Now, you're not going to break your neck like a hangman's noose. What? Yeah, when when people hang themselves themselves, they choke to death. Yeah. And you can do that with a belt. You can hang yourself with a belt. No, won't you slip out of it? Won't no. you fall out? If well, it's I mean, not I'm sure people have fucked up. Tied properly to, to keep you in there? No, you you can definitely do it because once you pass out, you just lay like that and it cuts off the circulation. But the thing with the big noose, that is to break the neck, and no one who commits suicide does that. So they're just using what are they just using a regular knot, like the kind yes. you tie your shoes with? Yes. I had no idea that that would work. It would, I, so you could do it with just like a scarf. You could just lean Absolutely. against it and you've kill never, yourself. You've never had a sibling choke you and you lose the air? So if I hung this from the ceiling and I just put my neck in and hung... I can't know, believe I'm having this conversation. Knees, I would you're, die. Like, you're like shocked that you could fucking put your head underwater and drown. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much water's I there. I had no idea. I thought you had to have a special knot. This is complete no, news to me. You have to have a noose, or as you call it, a special knot, to break your neck. But not to hang. Not I, to... Cut off the oxygen. I also think if you hang yourself that you're trying to frighten and terrify the people you've left behind. I think that that goes without saying because someone's going to find you in that horrible color with your feet dangling and they're going to have that. Let me ask you this. Is this the right conversation to have around Fez with everything that he's just gone through? Well, maybe if it maybe maybe if he was having any suicidal thoughts, this will dissuade him. I, I don't understand the people that kill themselves and do it nude. I Why am, do you want to be found that way? It has something to do with flipping out. So they're not even in the. Uh, they're not even thinking about that. No, they're just like when you're kind of going crazy, you start to take things off because you're hot and stuff. But most of the 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 things that you're bringing up to nude are more of ODs than they are suicides. Um, Pit Doc has brought us some great stuff here today. He brought me some of that great real maple syrup. What did you get? Popeye's chicken? It's Popeye's chicken back here, yep. Anything else that we're missing? Apparently there's some more there's some more stuff. Yeah, he's got some stuff for H T G as well. Really? What? He knew it was her birthday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, let Pit knock Pit Duck know. Andy from Cleveland is ready to do another Joe Jackson um tribute. Go ahead, Andy. Pit Duck. Pour it out, syrup so sweet, just can't be beat, yeah, there's nothing sweeter on this earth to me, it's half a spigot and a pail into a tree, it comes out so sweetly, syrup can't be beat, yeah. Beautiful, Andy. 
That's a Joe Jackson tribute. Amazing. Andy from Cleveland is the only person who does those for us. Uh, I like to call him Little Joe Jackson. Uh, Bobby, Vegas. Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy birthday, HTG. Oh, that's nice. Hey, I got a quick question. Why would Fez choose fall? Doesn't he have that syndrome where he doesn't like the daylight? I mean, he doesn't like the, when it gets dark too early? Yeah, I what all I did there was I fooled. I see since it's HTG's uh, birthday, and Fez normally is going to try to go in the other direction. Then I go. Fez is going to do that thing where he goes in the other direction, so have him think, no, I'm not, and then go in the opposite direction, which is right back to where I want him. It's like when you would say to your little brother. Make sure that I get this instead of the really... I don't want the cake. Make sure I get the Band-Aid. And he's like, no, I want the Band-Aid. And you're like, okay, then I'll eat this fucking cake. Delicious. Idiot. Uh, we will take a break, and I'm going to find out what HTG knows that she brings up to Fez you think is suicidal right now. Oops. I didn't even know that that was out there. I didn't know he was. I just said if he was. Fez, are you? No. See how he's contrarian? That's That's excellent. He goes in the opposite direction. I'm so happy to hear that. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Right back. Seconds away um, from the end of the show today. After the jump run, Fez. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. Ron and Fez. On the virus. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? Ron and Inez show. Getting ready to wrap this up. Happy birthday to Happy Typing Girl. Thanks. Thanks. Really, thank you. I wish that, you know, Hicks was a little more alert today, but he's been up for five days running and flying in last night drunk. And you said the only thing to save you today was chicken. Pitdoc's fried chicken, yes, has been very helpful to me. And Pitdoc had a birthday present for HTJ? Oh, uh, yes. Would you like me to run it in? Yes. Right. Please run it in, Hicks. Um,. On on the uh, ball today, everybody likes Pit Doc and likes him so much. He gave me that fucking giant gallon of fucking, uh, more than a gallon of scotch. Are you still drinking that? There's still <laughs> a little bit left. I tried to, I, don't, I didn't want to kill the whole thing because it's, it's a giant, wonderful thing. Yeah, have. right. You could use it for your classy friends and then drink your, uh, what exactly is that? Thank you. That's really, really sweet of you. It's um, Lily of the Valley hand and body cream, and that that's so nice of you. Thank you. That's good because your hands are always so rough. They are. I have very rough hands. But Doc, did you bring other stuff for? Uh... Yes, actually, Ronnie. Oh, you didn't have to do that, but, but that's very nice of uh, you. Besides your syrup, I got a gift I got for Fez when I was here at Christmas time. I didn't have time to drop it off. Oh, great! He can wow. open it in private if he wants to, but he can open it up here if he t- wishes too. Thank you, Pit Doc. It's very nice of you this to This is of me. really, really exciting. Uh, if you saw this, uh, uh, Sunday this morning, is great. Uh, hey, you're opening it. Yeah, well, this I wanted to help you along. I want okay. to get that out there. I was going to open it in private. 
Oh, Fez, that's so nice. Whoa. That is the Big Penis book <laughs> and uh, straight batch material. There you go. Um, it's huge. Wanna, that's, you'll be saying that time and time again as you'll be going through. Um, you know what? HTJ, I'm going to let Fez borrow the hand cream okay. for this as well. Oh, no. Thank no, you. No, I, yeah. don't, I, if, I don't want it back. A coffee table, a book of penises. Mm. Don't let your mom come by when you have it. Yeah, thank God your dad's dead to miss this. Great combination. Once again, it's working out great. Fez's dad passed away. I also brought along some dessert to go along with the chicken meal I brought. Oh, what's that? From Swiss dark chocolate. Beautiful, because you do remember dessert is part of the meal. Zito's handing that uh, like a sports model. Buckeyes to the guys. Oh, everybody likes a Buckeye. Go and open those up, uh, Zito, so... The snarky people can just uh, pick at it a little bit. Hicks, this is a great day for you. It's a beast. Oh, who doesn't oh, like wow. root beer? It's a beer made Nicole, directly out um, of root. This is actually a really pretty bottle. Um, this is Fire Brewed Root Beer, rated number one by the New York Times. I've never heard of this. The New York Times knows their root beer. You can never <laughs> take that away from them. And they're ice cold. And I've got one last thing for uh, for uh, Hicks. Oh, uh, except. There's a little story to go along with. Oh, yeah, we love, we got plenty of time. Go ahead. All right. Uh, about the end of January, I was feeling kind of down because my boss had a great new way to save money for the hospital. That's by cutting all our salaries. Fucker. So, of course, Fucker. I wanted to decompress, so I wanted to drive home to Ohio to go see my family, my dad, and my brothers. Uh-huh. So I drove 10 hours and found my dad dead and decomposing in the bathtub. Oh, my God. How long was he in there? He was there for about five days. Oh, God. I'm glad I found him instead of the the, the, uh, the brothers because I used to work for a coroner's office, so it's good. You were able to deal. But Jeez. he had a very good run and everything like that. On his little pamphlet for his uh, his uh, will, he had, he had a stencil on it, uh, Death Sucks. So That's cute. He has a nice sense of humor. But because of that, uh, all the things I got for him... We're up for grabs, and so last time it was quantity. This time it's quality for for Hicks. Oh, great! All of the booze I had for him. Oh man! My dad, Hicks gets. Holy shit! This is a nice peated single malt. Whoa! What the nice. Hicks is gonna sip on that uh, big night. <laughs> this makes me want to start drinking again. And this is uh, a little a little bit drunk, but Highland Park, twenty-one year old. Oh, wow. I'm gonna just shit. smell this. Oh, Hicks. Oh, you sure you should be smelling that? <sighs> that smells good, Gosh. really? Mm-hmm. Let me see. It smells like away. you don't have a single problem in your life. Hicks, you ought to come over and have a shot of this right now. Okay. For Pit Doc's dad. I don't like that smell. He has a beautiful shot glass. How can you not like that? Well, girls don't drink. I'd like to drink a toast to my dad if I could. That would be fantastic. Very nice. Fez, would you like to do one? No, I'm not going to do a toast. And Fez, it's for his dad. I understand. And finally, I got Ballantine's 21-year-old scotch. Wow. I just thought they made malt liquor. All right, I'll pour for you guys. Oh. Mm. I love it. Well, you know. If I may? Make the toast, please. My dad, a man who joined up the, uh, the Navy when he was 17 to fight in World War II. Stayed in the Navy for 25 years, flew for all over the world, raised four great sons, had a great wife. His kind, he actually flew in the Berlin airlift. Him and his kind, they saved the world. Oh, Burns. Ah, that's nice. He could have done a root beer shot. 
right. It was beautiful. How's wow. it taste? Really nice. Oh, fantastic. Much better than the rock gun I'm usually drinking. <laughs> well, whiskey, please. <laughs> well, make sure that you sit and sip on this, too. Hicks, don't be just constantly like going through it like it's <laughs> one of your regular Friday nights. I will. I'll, sit I'll, and enjoy yourself. I will cherish this. So this is uh, that you had brought this scotch off for your dad. Uh, got there and he had already passed away. Well, actually, I'd bought it over the years. He he mm-hmm. he, he drank other bottles and everything like that. So what, that's what he had left. I also have a bottle of sake at home, but I forgot to bring it for Hicks this time. Okay. Next time, next time we'll have some sushi and sake. And Hicks is already wearing that headband like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> it's a good look, right? Yeah. Thank you. That's what it's reminded me of. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Does that feel like hair of the dog, too, for you, Hicks? You're getting it back. Have, a, uh, like, a Buckeye for yourself, too. Okay, sure. Have a nice little mm. Buckeye. Nice chaser for this fucking yeah. classy scotch. Now, you ought to have one of those for your birthday, too. Did you ever have a Buckeye I before? Don't, I don't know what a Buckeye is. Mm. They're really good. What is it? Oh. It's peanut it, butter surrounded by chocolate, but it looks like a Buckeye from Ohio. Okay. It's uh, known for the people of Ohio, and they enjoy it very, very much. Oh. And then they root for their team. And they hate Michigan for some reason. That's they good. just despise the state of Michigan. It's all about it. It's not all sports. That's here. tasty. Well, yeah. you got to get home early today and get some sleep for yourself. No, but. no, no, no. I'm not fucking slacking here. Straight schedule. Fucking straight Mm-mm. up. I don't give a fuck. Hicks, we found out uh, last week we don't even need you. <laughs> So I should have stayed down in Austin? Zito did great until he started sending pictures to, of his asshole to the whatever girl. I, I, that's weird. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Well, I heard she, uh, Jennifer called in on Friday what, or Thursday, yeah. right? So Pete Dominic. <laughs> that's good. I don't know why Zito had to strange. do that, but I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he had his reasons. What's strange? Oh, I that he doing that. I, I don't get why um, men like to do that. Unsolicited. What sexting? You think they should solicit first? I no, I think that to to send pictures of yourself unsolicited, you know, without having some idea of whether the person you're sending it Hold to on. would enjoy it or not. You know, Fez just got a big penis book, and he took it. Finally, why can't Jennifer? Yeah, Come I on. could. It's scan nice. some of those photos and but, send them oh, out. Hold on, Pitak, you got, got more stuck stuff over there? No, I just got some boots for for Pep. Oh, got some nice boots. Read them off for us, Pep. Oh hell yeah! All right. I like bootlegs. Yeah, what do you got? Let's see, I got the fighter. That's nice. Oh. Uh, room in Rome. It's a couple it's girls shack up in a hotel in Rome and just do nothing but have lesbian being sex the entire weekend. Oh, All right. Nice. So, are they Italians? Uh, I'm not sure. Was that up for the Oscar this year? I can't remember. No, not this year. Two years ago. Okay. Four Lions. I've heard about this. I haven't seen it yet. Four Lions, the Ron Bennington story. <laughs> Bambi? On fucking DV. All right, I'll, I'll take it. Enter the Void. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. movie. Really? All right. Oh, shit, I just did the gift shop. You're doing very well for yourself with the boots. Yeah, yeah boots and scotch and fucking boots and Buckeyes. Boots. And Black Swan and Tangled. Wow, these are fucking very, this is quality shit. Nothing like Chinatown. It's like your birthday. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Instead of HTGs. Well, you got the hand cream. Did you put it on I your hands? I love it. it. It smells beautiful, and yes, I did. And you got the style, the style snaps. You like those just as much. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to use Fix them. Fix your hem on because your pants. It's true. My, I have been letting my jeans drag on the ground, and uh, they get a little frayed, but I kind of like the look. Well, let me look at the style snap. Where is it? What? Hmm. Oh, it never yeah. came in? They're not here yet. Hmm. Well, today's their birthday. They're on the way, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be here any minute. 
Uh, Dave, you're on the fence. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Um, the uh, the Ohio hate Michigan thing. Uh, I don't know, back in the day, Ohio and Michigan went to war over Toledo for some reason. But uh, yeah, so, so we two won Toledo states actually had time. a war against each other. They actually I, lined up armies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something I, you know, I don't know how long ago it was, but you know, just growing 30 up years in Ohio. Ago. Yeah, yeah, back in the seventies. Uh, I'm going to take another hit off your scotch here. I just want to smell it. Okay. No, you don't want to. Okay, you you want just smell it now. It's because it smells like relaxation to me. Mm. Yeah, scotch is great. It's a guy thing. Totally a guy thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Well, that's why we hate Michigan. And you know, besides that, we beat them in football every year. So it does seem like it happens. You guys despise each other in football. I can tighten a shirt with style snaps. No, don't. <laughs> Just use it the correct way. Uh, seen on TV. A scene on the hub. I can share clothes. Hmm. No more glue, no more tape. Maybe he'll just give you back the Ben Bensons. Oh. Wouldn't that be a nice prize? Just getting the Ben Bensons. Just to re gift the three. You want to do another piece. shot? I'd take everybody out to Ben sure. Benson's. It's HTG's birthday, right? Yeah, for HTG. Right. You can say like a nice little thing about HTG. Okay. Very right. classy. Well, thank you. Yeah. I use, I don't usually drink out of a <laughs> nice shot glass. Pour. How do you know? Just right out of the bottle? Yeah, I'll usually just pound it out of the bottle. What do you do yeah. with that big giant keg of a bottle? That well, I'll just, I just like tip it over and pour it into a, like a cup, <laughs> and then I'll just drink out of the cup, like a cup full of ice right. or whatever. You oh, know? so you like it on the rocks? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, fucking sitting in a fucking whacked out apartment all day. Might as well get a little colder. All right, let's hear for HDG. She got out of school at 17 to go into the Navy. Okay. ACG in your naval career. <laughs> No, do it in a nice right. one, sorry, for a real one. To HCG, happy birthdays and many more, and thank you for all the help you provided us over the years, and we really appreciate you. Aww. Happy birthday. Wait, That's hold on. Really Before you do sweet. That, nothing about a half-astronaut uh, and Candace in there? Oh, half-astronaut <laughs> and Candace for fucking that, for just hooking me up so lovely at, and, and making me feel so welcome Well, they Austin, nice Texas. to your girlfriend? Oh, uh, that she was back at the place. I I just ran over there. I ran over there with Rustin and hung out for a while. Then we met up with her at where Liam was. I went uh, to Baderfort. Was Liam nice to your girlfriend? Yes, Liam was. Was nice Rustin to her. nice to her? Yes. Good, because I want to hear people acting like gentlemen. No, they are very gentlemanlike. Good. Liam made so we didn't have to wait on the beer line at all. It was fucking fantastic. What did he do? He ran and got you brewskis. I guess Sirius was able to get beer or whatever, that not having to wait on the line. So he was like, "Here, have some." Fuck We're living it. a good life, aren't we? Oh, Jesus Christ, amazing. Well, this has nothing to do with... Oh, you, go <laughs> on, <laughs> from the top, from your, from your cheers. Okay. HCG, uh, happy birthday. Thank you for everything. Half astronaut, thank you for the badge. Candace, half astronaut's wife, thank you for welcoming me so nicely there now in Austin. Uh, to Liam, for getting me into the Fader Fort. To my girlfriend, whom I love very much. To Rustin, for chauffeuring us around Austin without fucking any... Uh, I don't know, just doing it for to be a nice guy. I don't know. To Mr. Ron Bennington oh, for employing me and giving me that time off. Oh, God bless you. And to you. Mr. Fez Watley. Thank you. I'm going to drink the scotch. Uh, go ahead and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Please do. Oh, yeah. You like scotch, huh? Yeah. That was beautiful. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Love scotch. That's great. I'll give some to Liam later. He likes drinking heavily. I didn't know that. He's a big drinker, huh? Yeah, yeah. He likes getting fucked up. He do any acid or anything? He smoke weed with you guys? No, he didn't. I fucking I was like, hey, listen, I got a bunch of fucking weed. Let's go. He was like, no, don't do it. At least I think he like I don't know. He's just drinks. Maybe because you know the whole serious thing watching over him. 
Possibly. But he looks like he would have been a mod. He doesn't, you know, the mods, <laughs> they like speed and drinking. Oh, yeah. They never liked any uh, weed. Did you see Weird. there's a picture of him in like third grade up on uh, oh, Facebook? Somebody posted his third, I, I don't know which grade it was, but oh, here it is, uh, third grade pick. Let me see him, where is he? He looks like he's Mikey Frex. He looks exactly the same as he does <laughs> now. I think it's even the same haircut. Blue Point. Holy shit. What year is that? 1992? 92. This is what he looked like when Kurt Cobain fucking was whacking himself. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that moment. Yeah, it's funny. Well, way to grow up, Liam, with no minorities in your class. <laughs> fucking... Nice to see the white supremacy clip. Oh, I didn't see her on the middle. Yeah, but one doesn't count for shit. They hired that kid to come in. Where? He might, he might be of. Well, that's of Italian. An that's Italian. I don't know. It could be other ethnicities. Blue Point. It sounds like he couldn't have grown up in a nicer place. Welcome to Blue Point, everyone. They served oysters. Oh, wait. Let me see Liam again. Now I've already lost him. Yeah, he just looks like Liam. He hasn't changed He's got a blazer on. All right. That's it for us. Welcome back, Chris Stanley. It's good to be back. Pitak, you're the best. Seriously. Really the best. Andy in Cleveland, you took it home for us. And HTG, everything that Chris Stanley said to you, thanks so much. All the great help that you've done over the years. Thank you. You asked for nothing in return. And now I have found out from our Christmas, from our birthday gift, you get nothing in return. I'm here. That's that's more than enough. That is nice. Uh, we'll be back in here tomorrow after taking some time to eat some food and then lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> like naps or whatever? Yeah, whatever we're doing. <laughs> uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite of love